featuring Dallas Penn. Internet, you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. Get ready for combat. Black History Month in effect. It been in effect. Internet, what's up? Dallas Penn, what up, man? F Black History Month. Yo, how you doing, Dallas Penn? Feeling good, combat. Yo, Feeling I'm good. I, I'm, I'm kind of bugging out, man, because, you know, I've been on this rant, you know, the past couple of years about the irre- irrelevance yes. of Black History Month. Yes. And how I don't learn anything, and it's so insulting, and it's a backhanded contribution mm-hmm. to the contributions of black Americans. Mm-hmm. A backhand acknowledgement, yes. Acknowledgement. So so this weekend, like my wife was hanging out with your lady Chocolate Snowflake. Yes. And we talk we're talking about like Black History Month and we're talking about, you know, Alexander Dumas and the whole nine. Mm-hmm. And she tells me, she says, Well you know Beethoven was black, right? Damn. And I was like, get the fuck out of here, because you know how you know, black people be on that. Well, so and so was black, right, right, and right. so and so was black. Oh, you know, on that, you know, you know, black people invented the street light. You know, we invented the light bulb on all that <laughs> bullshit, right? Right, right. So, I'm doing some research today, and all of this information comes up about Beethoven being black, mm. and I'm fucking astounded. Mm-hmm. And then I start searching a little more, and I find out that Mozart was black. Fuck. And so I'm doing some research. They got to redo that movie, Amadeus, then. And I'm tweeting, and somebody hits me and says, well, you know Shakespeare was black. Let's get the fuck out of here. That movie should have been called Amadeus. It should have been called Amadou. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bro. I don't know something. But, but, I'm, say, but I'm saying, like, like, did you know this, Dallas? I, yo, I really didn't know any of that. I, I, did you? Do you believe it? I believe it. I'm confused, man. Like, how, how can this information... Like, how is this information so hidden or so not popularly known? Well, first of all, Combat, I mean, you understand just the whitewash that has to take place over history. I mean, you see Jesus, how Jesus is as pale. Like, like my man that's in the studio with us right now that came with Cypher. That's how Jesus looks right there. <laughs> like white dude, blonde, like a blondie, Clean. a blonde ginger dude, <laughs> blue you know? eyes, piercing blue eyes. Yeah, cool, handsome cat, guy, right? Cool cat. I'm not mad at him, <laughs> but that's how Jesus looks now. Mm. All right, but I'm saying Beethoven. Yeah. See, what I'm confused about Dallas is that we've been on the internet for all these years. Yes. Right, and we have a lot of friends on the internet, black friends, white friends. Now, what I don't understand is our white friends that fuck with us heavy yes. and who we fuck with heavy. You know how white people love to have information. Yes. They like I, to know stuff. They like, they know stuff. They be knowing stuff. They know a lot of stuff. So I'm, they be knowing. Did they know this? They be knowing, but, but combat. Why have I not, our white friends not said, hold up. This is not the truth. We need to get to the truth. Because none of our white friends want to give up that white shit on their watch. I don't believe that. All right, can you imagine if some of our white friends was to, was to go out publicly and say, "Hey, listen, white people, you know, we we stay doing fucked up shit, stealing people's culture, you know, rewriting history, giving Indians smallpox blankets, you know, calling football teams redskins. We do fucked up <laughs> shit. We're white." If one of our white friends was to come out like that, and, and fuck up white shit? I don't believe that, Dallas. Penn. And fuck up white shit I believe, on their watch? I, I believe if our white no. friends knew that Beethoven and Mozart were black, they would be on Twitter saying, hold up, black people and white people, this is not right. Combat. We cannot keep perpetuating this falsity. Combat. We cannot keep believing this. Dallas Combat. Penn, I go to your house, Dallas Penn. I hang out at your house. It's nothing but white people in your house, Dallas Penn. 
Come yeah, on, I Dallas. I won't let black people in my house. That's Why not? Right. Why not? I do not fuck with black people in my house. I just don't. I don't. I don't Why? fuck with them because black people are crazy, uh, choosy. They, they they got attitudes like the Kool Aid ain't never sweet enough for them. You know what I mean? White people, they 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 good. But why are they not giving us this information? Why is it always black people that got to say this? And then they looking at us like we're crazy. You believe it if a white person told you, right? Combat Jack, I'm going to tell you right now. If if a white person was to come out and fuck up this white shit for all these other white people that haven't even been born yet, that haven't even had a chance to access their white privilege yet. If a white person was to come out and fuck up this white shit, and ruin this white shit for further generations of white? How could they ruin it though? Well, how could our friends at Complex not put out a fifty greatest, fifty greatest facts you didn't know about Black history? No, no our no. friends at It's the Real. No, 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 no. You can't. We got a lot of white friends that you, know this information. You, you cannot fuck up this white shit just because it's it's Black History Month. You want to get up, and you only got twenty eight days. <laughs> All right, you don't have enough time to really get into your shit in 28 days. Please, white people that are listening, trust me. I love y'all. I fuck with y'all. But do not fuck up this white shit, all right? Especially those of y'all that haven't really gotten to access this white privilege yet. You haven't really gotten to, to, to you know, have slaves yet for yourself. Y'all so, haven't accessed your true white privilege yet? I mean, listen, y- y'all, haven't, y'all haven't, you know, stolen shit from a whole culture yet. Mm. Relax. Hang out. All right, hip hop is still still got a little bit of blood left for y'all to steal. Mm. So so sit tight, mm. white folk. Damn, sit now, tight. Now Dallas, you was talking some shit earlier in, on on the ride up, man. You were talking about this whole uh, Michael Dunn Jordan Davis case, man, and you were saying some really some some things I really didn't agree with, man. You, I, I hate when these things come around. Like you know, you already got put on timeout with the whole Trayvon Martin thing. We don't. We're not gonna rehash that Trayvon Martin thing. Okay, but rest in peace, Trayvon Martin. Yes. And my 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 point to everybody out there is that um, those four young men in that car were living a fantasy at that moment, the same way that shooter Michael Dunn was living a fantasy. The same fantasy? Not the same fantasy. Well, Two different kind, fantasies. What kind of fantasies? Their fantasy was as they're playing that Chief Keef. Now, you did you hear they were allegedly playing Chief Keef in the car? I heard they were playing Chief Keef in the car. Okay. So I imagine. <sighs> They're love playing Sosa. Chief Keef. They're playing um, Love Sosa. They're playing shit I don't like. Whatever they're playing, and they and they're also rehashing the videos in their mind. So they're making like you know gun fingers, gun fingers, finger guns, finger guns. Oh no! They're making finger guns. They probably got their shirts off. You know they they bird chested. <laughs> they're living the fantasy. Just tell me they didn't have dreadlocks. And I hope they wasn't wearing phone posits. They they probably had on phone posits with dreadlocks. Listen, they're living oh. the fantasy that from that video of being an outlaw. Right. You know, finger guns, smoking weed, you know, talking shit, being a rebel. And Michael Dunn, he was in a fantasy too. He was in a fantasy that he's got to be Tarzan and he's got to tame the savages. And and, and and that he was threatened. And, and these, he these was people threatened were and threat? he's at siege. They, they made him made finger guns at him. I'm telling you that both people, both groups were 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 wrapped up in fantasy. Now you're not saying though that the, the individuals that were attacked upon that they were, in a sense, culpable. I'm saying that that they are not making finger guns anymore. <laughs> Yo, that's dead wrong. I'm saying dude. that they're listening to Chief Keef. They're doing it with headphones. I bet you they're not listening to Chief Keef anymore, B. They they're on, they're on some Drake and Macklemore right now. Mm. Okay, no more finger guns. 
But again, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. And I remember well, you've that. Been, you've been shot yourself. I remember that. Right. And, and that changes everything. You go from a wolf to learning that you're thinking, you, thinking you're a wolf, right? Well, you, you but are. These, you these are young, a wolf. I don't think these young <laughs> these young men didn't look like they thought they were wolves, Dallas Penn. But Combat Jack, they they have the responsibility. Well, I shouldn't say the responsibility. They have kind of like the pressure that's on them. These young cats who who are in they look school, like good middle class kids. Of course, of course. But but that's not what being black is posited as. That's not the true black experience. So they were living the fantasy of what of being like the Uber of what the true black experience masculine is. being a ghetto kid being mm. being a kid from the housing projects who's you know an outlaw who is you know on probation who's who's matter of fact on his way to jail because he just violated probation because he made finger guns. So what do you say to these kids out here to avoid this situation? Because something's not changing. Saying Michael Dunn wasn't convicted for killing Jordan Davis. Well, I mean, Combat Jack, that's that that's a issue for for another show for okay. for another uh a episode. Time. It, it, too much is wrapped up and involved in making uh black kids, middle class uh black kids uh want to wear do-rags mm. and want to wear pants off their ass. Too much money gets spent phone posits in that direction. Mm. So I can't, you know. Okay. We, we're not gonna solve that today, man. Hey, listen, I mean, we're here talking shit, man. We got a we got a great guest yes. coming up, sitting in with us right now, DJ Cipher Sounds. Mm, Cipher Sounds in the building. What up, Cipher? Cypher, Cypher, don't get gas. Cipher, you know I, I almost wanted you to comment in there, but but then again, you nah, know, y'all are doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want you to say no shit. That's that's gonna you know, because <laughs> you because you got a big audience. Yeah, you got a big audience. So do y'all. No, but you got a different. You got audience. a big, different, audience. different audience. You get right. you get different. paid by your audience. Yes, correct. That is the difference. Like you be responsible. This, for this, this, is, got this is a hobby for us. Yeah, right. Yeah. I do have to watch <laughs> yeah. what I say. Exactly. Yes. So listen, internets, man. You, you know what it is, man. It's the Combat Jack Show. Dallas Penn, man. Are you enjoying your Black History Month though? We talking I, about all this heavy shit. F Black History Month. Combat uh. Black History Month is really in August. Give me thirty-one days. Give me some fucking heat, like Africa. Let me commune with other people. Some watermelon juice. What? What? With what? rum in it? What? 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 Some barbecue. Mm. Some outdoor shit. All right, for real. Fuck this February. Fuck this snowstorm. Fuck this Black History Month. Mm. Internet. It's the Combat Jack Show. The Combat Jack Show.com. F your radio. F your TV. What's up, New York City? It's Angela Yee, and I'm here to tell you about a new school that we're launching. It's the New York Audio Academy. This is a very unique 10-week program. We have experts in all different fields in the music industry. It's going to be very intensive. For you, you get to speak to people on a first-hand basis, meet them, start some relationships, meet other people who are like-minded, and perhaps, maybe, find your dream job. This term at the New York Audio Academy, the guest speakers include... Troy Taylor, multi-platinum producer and label executive. The New York Audio Academy is something that I'm very excited about. It allows the upcoming artists, arrangers, producers, writers, engineer. It gives them a place to hone their skills, to sharpen the things that they want to do. For more information, contact Scott Lee, 212-625-3467, or email info at newyorkaudioacademy.com. And we're back. Internet. You tuned in Jack to the Combat Jack Show with your host, Combat Jack. And Dallas Penn. And in the building today, we have Cypher Sounds. Yes. Good Hot evening. 97, the good morning internet. show. Hello. Juan Epstein in the building. Yes. Formally. formally Take it personal. DJ yes. Cypher Sounds. But what now, do you mean formally? Now Cypher Sounds. He's still a DJ. Are you not right. a no, DJ? I'm only 
a DJ on flyers that I'm DJing a party. Okay. I see. I know what you're saying, Dallas Penn. I'm cypher sounds more than just a DJ. Yeah, you. I mean, you 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 tran you've transcended DJ. I try. Yes, thank you. So so my friend Drewski's here too. I just want to shout him out. What's up, Drewski? What, what, what does Drewski do? Uh, I'll explain later. Drewski, okay. aka Adidas Jesus. Yeah, Adidas. Jesus. <laughs> Adidas Jesus. I just want to. I just want to say off top uh, two things yes. before you get started. Thank you for having me. No, nah, no problem. And secondly, um, I like how you you must have read the Forty Eight Laws of Power and put me in a very low seat, lower <laughs> you than know, how high y'all are sitting. See, I would leave that to Ebro. That's Ebro be on that shit. Okay, I, 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 our engineer Samir here was like, you know, he set it up. Okay, this was saying this? Combat Jack and Dallas Penn are out on high chairs. We gave you the comfortable the desk, seat, my dude. And I'm in a. I mean, but this is a low couch, uh, <laughs> like not a couch. Would you? You want to? You want to switch seats, man? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I, I, I respect Cy- my Cy- position. Cypher's saying, listen, are y'all trying to bed me up in this? <laughs> y- y'all got me almost laid down. Hey, pause, man. Hey, pause, man. <laughs> no, no, no. We not. We not like okay. that. So how you been, man? Uh, very good. Too good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man. I'm glad that you're here, man, because, you know, over the past couple of months, man, like, you know, I know you guys have been in the podcast game longer than we've been. Yeah. Um, the Juan Epstein podcast. The Juan Epstein, yeah, yeah, yeah. Juan Epstein podcast. Yeah. And, you know, for a while, you know, I, I think you got you guys focused on the whole radio thing. And then I would say in 2013, there was like a resurgence in terms of the momentum. Um, of the podcast, of the Juan yeah. Epstein podcast. Yeah, that was probably when Ebro took our us off the radio a little bit and we were like oh remember we have this we could talk here as okay. much as we want okay so I, I think you know for my audience when I saw y'all putting the heat on yeah. I was throwing a little shots at y'all Oh, nothing, really? Yeah, not nothing personal but just saying you know oh y'all 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 getting oh, it gearing get, up. you know it's it's a competitive sport this hip hop I, I see that's the thing I'm not competitive at all at all so I don't know I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. You what's, must be what, reading what, the 48 Laws of Power. What's Cypher saying? I'm, yeah, Cypher's winning. Reading the- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm winning so hard. I'm not even playing in the league yeah, with y'all. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> so Cypher, man. Yes. You're from the Bronx, right? I'm from the Bronx originally, yes. You don't drink. Uh, well, how many people listen to this? Um, Five. 20, to the sponsors 20, 30, of the world. 40, yeah. To the sponsors of the world, I know how to sell some liquor. Right. You mm-hmm. sell Me liquor. personally, right. I don't really drink. Why don't you drink, man? Um... I don't know. I think uh, when I was younger, well, I sipped. A f- I've drank five times in my life. Mm. So you remember all the times that you? Yeah, drank. I, uh, it was three for the longest, and then I had two more incidents where I drank recently. But um, I sipped a forty <laughs> when I was in like junior high. I was like, Ugh, like literally, like spit it out. Like, oh, this tastes disgusting. Which it should. At, 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 yeah, like at why that. do people drink? Like literally, my mind works like. When I don't like something, I'm like, why would people do this? Right. <laughs> and then also when I saw drunk people, I felt that they were out of control. And at that time, I was like a little bit of a control freak right. and could not, <coughs> pardon me, could not stand to be without 100% control. of my senses, yeah, faculties and stuff. Did you have a lot of drunk people in your environment growing up or have you nah. just, you've seen it? No. Nah. My mom, my mom, I just was raised by my mom and my grandmother. Didn't drink a lot, drank beer once in a while, nothing crazy. Now, I, I was reading this incident recently where you had a gun yeah. put to you to <laughs> yeah, force pun. you to drink. That was my second time. Second drinking. time being forced to drink by, by Big Pun, by Big Pun, yeah. Tell the audience he, about um, that, man. He, uh, we was at the Flamingo Club on 21st Street, I believe. It was the night I met Most Def and Talib Kweli before I worked at uh, Raucous, Raucous Records. Right. Is that right? Yeah. 
Yes. So um, so he comes to the bar upstairs. And was was Pun popping at the time? Uh, like early. Okay. Like I had met him earlier because I was, I was on Stretch Armstrong show mm-hmm. with DJ Riz when Fat Joe first brought Big Dog Punisher up to the show. This ever. is this was Future Flavors. What what, what show was this? No, this was when they had um on the college, the WKC okay. 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 eighty nine mm-hmm. Tech Nine. Right. Uh, first time Fat Joe ever brought Big Dog Punisher, which was his name at the time, to be on radio ever. I happened to be there that night. So me and him were cool because that was like his first night ever on radio. And uh, just, and, and he was Boricua and you're Boricua and all. Yeah, Boricua connection. That was a factor. Right. Um, and uh, That's and, not a factor in hip-hop, is it? Huh? That's not a factor. Oh, it definitely is. is. Okay. It is. I hate it, though. Okay. I don't think it should be, but it is. Um, so yeah, we was at a club and he was like, uh, yo, let me get two shots of Hennessy at the bar. And he, I thought he was just going to drink two shots of Hennessy. He, so he goes, yo, Syph, I bought you a shot of Hennessy. And I was like, oh, thanks, pun. I don't drink. I appreciate it, though. And he looks at me with a crazy look, reaches in his waist. Was, he, a, was he offended? No, he was a, he was a comedian. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was funny as hell. He right. was joking. Right. He was funny as hell. Pulled out the forty-five, cocked it. But there's nothing <laughs> funny about that. No, in the hood it is, I guess. Not when you cock the shit, though. <laughs> he cocked it. He cocked it. And then he puts it in my stomach. And he said, ex- I mean, exactly the same way. Yo, Syph, I bought you a shot of Hennessy. I was like, oh, thanks, Now, bud. did you think that was funny, though? Um, Yeah, I did. Okay. I did, yeah. I wasn't, I didn't feel threatened. Okay. I With a feel- pistol at your gut. For pun, after the other things he have he's done to me throughout the time before that, what the was, fuck has he done to you? Nah, it's funny stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like we got a show, he's eating a plate of food, and he he looks like he's about to try to get up off the couch, and he he's like looks at me like if I could hold his plate while he gets up, so I hold his plate, and then he never gets up and just starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so I took the shot of Henny, yeah. and then I and then he ordered two more. And I just ran off. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta go DJ pun. So Whatever. so you've never really been drunk? Never. Now, do you smoke? No. Okay. Ever? Never. So you're basically straight, straight edge. Yeah. In hip hop. Yeah. That's kind of rare, dude. It's very rare. I I, I don't very rare. have you have you met a lot of is, is there like a club of y'all that, that nah, convene and be like, you know, with a hip hop straight edge? Yeah, nah. C- Cypher is a is is a rare breed though, because I mean, we got to the studio on time. Today and he'd already been here for a half an hour. Half an hour. Well, you said time. nine o'clock. Yeah, I said nine o'clock. He was here at eight thirty. You said the you said the shows from nine to nine 11. to eleven. Yes, sir. So that to me says be here at eight thirty because he's a professional. Mm. Now, 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 Sife, you you grew up a five percenter. Uh, I became a five percenter at seventeen years, sixteen years old. Sixteen. Now you still practice five percenter. The the belief of five percent. We're all the five percenters, man. <laughs> uh. I mean, the knowledge of it, yes. Being part of the organization, not really, no. Is the organiz- it's, the reason why I ask, man, is because I was having a conversation with my 17-year-old son last week. And it really hit me, like, as much as he knows, you know, hip-hop and the whole nine, he had no fucking clue what a 5% of was. Yeah, nobody does. And so I was trying to explain to him, like, you know, gods and the earths and, yeah. you know, you know, and I I made the the, the uh, arm leg leg arm yeah. head. This is guy. He was like Allah, like looking at me like. Oh. Yeah. Which it, is funny, you explaining it to him. Like I always give Combat Jack a hard time because he likes to say, "What's today's math?" Yeah. And I feel like you're not allowed to say what's today's math. Like you're not allowed to ask someone that unless you yourself know 
what today's math is. Uh, there's definitely a there's definitely a, a point. To, wait, are you five percent? No, Dallas Penn? no, no. You sir. combat? No. Never. Nah, but I you know I I grew up in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course it was everywhere. Um, no, five percent is real. Five percent would take that as disrespect. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, like, like you don't ask someone what's today's math and not and not be prepared. I never asked anybody what's today's math. The name of my blog was Today's Mathematics. No, Daily Mathematics. You have said Daily Mathematics. You have said before. Yo, yo what's today's lying. math? Stop lying. I'm telling you. Stop lying. Don't say the it. No the only more. way it, 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 it's become sl- the five percent terminology has become hip hop slang. Right. It definitely intertwined in the nineties. Mm-hmm. But, but, but why is it not popular anymore? Why, why is it not popping? Uh, I don't know. Cause niggas hate math. <laughs> they didn't use hate math. <laughs> niggas is horrible with math. I don't know. I don't know where it went. That's crazy, man. I mean, to me, it was. Oh, it was it. It saved my life. Right. It got me off my ass. I used to be. I was a lazy kid. Like I never did nothing. And studying that got me. Like I used to live in Long Island. For high school, I moved to Long Island, and I would get on the train, go to Harlem, go to the to the school, get my lessons, and it it opened me up to like knowledge, knowledge that you wanted to learn. Yeah, right. Like, uh, and 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 just the ability to always try to seek knowledge and right. gain knowledge. Right. And I would imagine your name was Cipher. Yeah, just Cipher. Cipher. Oh my my five percent. God Cipher Islam Allah. God Cipher Islam Allah. Peace. So you so you kept the name. Just the cipher part. The cipher part. Because Islam is I self Lord and Master. Right. So I liked that I was in charge of my own and uh, destiny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So when did you start DJing, man? Uh, around the same time, probably when I was like fifteen. Because well, everything happened when I moved to Long Island. Right. Because I lived in the Bronx. I did ninth grade. What part of the Bronx? And pff, my mom moved every two years. I lived in Pelham Parkway, Gun Hill Road. Fordham and Jerome, White Plains Road. Like I hate. I don't have. You wasn't a, in the South though. Never in the ah. never the South. South <laughs> I don't have a hood in the Bronx where I could go back. Right. And everybody's like, "Side, what up?" No, I don't have that. Right. I don't have like. There's no neighborhood where yeah, I why, go why, back. Why, why was she moving so much, man? It's just like, just she might got a little better job and got a little better place. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. My mom was worked hard. Like, so where y'all end up in Long Island? So then I moved to and between summer between ninth and tenth grade I moved to Wantaw, Long Island. Mm. Five black kids in my high school, mm-hmm. not five black families, a group home with five black kids. That's it. No black families. Mm. There was a couple other. Oh, you what, made it. Latinos, right. but they were all like uh, South American English as a second language. They didn't have time for that five percent of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one kid. There's one kid that joined with me at the time. I don't know what happened to him though. And then uh and then uh, I went to Long Island from uh tenth grade. So moving from the Bronx was like a culture shock. Right. Did you and, like it? Uh no. Okay. Not in the beginning. Right. Um You so like then, all that fresh air and uh, No, I, I don't I don't mind that. I didn't mind that. The grass. Cool. I like the white girls. Right, okay. The white girls were nice. Ah, you you were by yourself too though. You were you were by yourself kind of culturally. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. first. No, but that's the thing, they uh, everyone loved hip hop at the right. time. But they would throw around the N-word, mm. not in a cool way. It was mm. bad. But they loved hip-hop. Which with the ER on, on the back of it. Nah, they would call each other the N-word mm. with the A. Would you say anything? or? Uh, yeah, first week in school, some white kid comes up to me because I had just came from, I think, I don't know, I think Puerto Rico, like on a vacation, 
Like my mom always took us on vacation. So I, I was like dark, like tan dark. And he goes, damn, are you part nigger? Wow. Right mm. away. Oh, that, I was like, oh. That, that's, that's the ER right there. Uh, yeah, no, that was the ER. <laughs> that was the ER. Yeah. And I and I hit him right away and like Sparked my first him. week in school. So now I go to the principal's office on some kid from the Bronx fighting in the school. I was like, not, I never not adapting to the environment. I don't fight. I don't even fight right. where I'm from. I right. never fought. Right. I'm not never, but I'm just saying I wasn't like a, a, the kid that always got in you trouble. Were, you didn't. You weren't a troublemaker. Yeah. No. Nah, I used to do the homework of the troublemakers. Right. <laughs> and then um, and yeah, I just and then he just called me at the first day. So I was like, and then I was like, yo, what do you want me to do? The guy called me a nigga. And they're not having that shit. They're not having that shit. Nah, nah, no, it's not a kid from the Bronx wilding out. Right. But whatever. So so then now I realize all the music that was around me, like I liked hip hop, but I wasn't into it like that. But because it was just around. Right. It was just the way of life. Then when I moved, I was like, I got way more into it because it reminded me of home. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I just, my stepfather had some old equipment. Just started DJ messing around, buying records stuff. But it's a hobby. You're not thinking you're gonna do this for the no, rest of your life. No, 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 no. Uh, I wanted to make beats. Okay. And um, I thought you had to be a DJ to be a producer because okay. all I knew was Premier, Pete Rock, uh, Clark Kent. Like I thought you had to be a DJ because all of them were DJs. Right. So I was like, oh, in order to be a producer, you got to be a DJ. Right. So let me teach myself how to DJ because you had to do like. Every gangstar record that I love had a scratch had hook. A sc- yeah. So I'm like, oh, the you got to scratch the hook. Primo square. Yeah. So then I just thought you had to be a DJ. Okay. So 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 you start DJing. Yeah. And you're just doing the shit in your basement. You're doing the shit at yep. parties. You're doing parties. No, nah, no parties. I did one party in high school and I didn't know you were only allowed to play like 15 minutes of hip hop and then the rest of the white kids wanted like rock and mm. house and all that. So that didn't work out. I used to make like little mixtapes. Nothing, nothing. Uh, so, what was your first big break, man? Uh, uh, big break. Like, like, when did you get activated? Because to me, it's like you're not activated yet. No, 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 no. no. You still fucking around? No, I was. Um, I what's the main? I think the main break would be. There was a couple other little things, but the main thing. Like, what? Would what are these? Before we get to the, what are these couple of little things? Uh. Nah, nothing really. Nah, I guess nothing. I would just, like, I met somebody, like, I met this kid who then introduced me to this other kid who took me to um, WBAU at Adelphi. Okay, Mm -hmm. right. You know, so those were like, I have to give them a shout out, but it wasn't nothing. It was nothing. It was just WB, you know. I met one kid, I met one kid that brought me to WBAU. That's where I met Wildman Steve and DJ Riz. That was my break. Okay. First night I was there, I met Mr. C. Mm. Still got the picture of me, Mr. C, for the first time now. It's like, I see him every day. I'm like, oh, he annoys and, and, you, and you knew who he was, of course. Yeah, of course. Right. Big Daddy Kane. Right. Okay. No, now I'm a hip hop fanatic. Right. Now I'm in, in. So now you know you're. Yeah, I'm in, in. So I'm 5%er and hip hop, like right. in. And uh, when I used to go to the 5%er rallies, Wu Tang was there. Uh, Brand Nubian, Rakim, like they were all there. Right. Like, so um, I met them and uh, they. I asked DJ, uh, Wildman Steve if I could intern, answer phones or whatever. So I think it was every, I want to say Wednesday night, and I would just drive up there and just. So you're you're in you're in the safety of Long Island, but you're still meeting people now, and you 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 kind of got your foot in the door. Yeah, and then now now I'm ignited. Like when I when I found music and knowledge combined, that's when I was like, now I was just on a mission. Right. 
to become whatever it was, a big producer. And uh, I interned there, met DJ Riz. Then Riz, I asked him if I could go to parties with him. Used to drive him and stuff. I was lucky I had a car. So that was, he didn't have a car. So right. I'd be like, I'll pick you up and take you to so the that, that was your key. Yeah, that was my key. He he was managed by Jessica uh, and he used to Jessica open up. Jessica Rosen, Rosen, yeah. Rosenblum. Okay. And, and he used to DJ, open up a lot for Flex. Right. So that's how I met Jessica and Flex and then that's it. I'm out of here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, so you start opening up now for them? Yeah, like a year, years later. But then um, that's how I got my job at the tunnel. Right. Like Riz quit the tunnel. He wanted to start. To, he was getting bigger on his on his own. Right. He didn't want to be an opener anymore, so he starts getting his own parties. Jessica was like, "Can Cipher open up at the tunnel?" Because Big Cap was always late. Mm. So that because the tunnel. So, they, so basically, they didn't necessarily really want you. They just wanted to fill the body. She she I was she saw how hard I would work. Right. Mm-hmm. I would come to the office all the time. How can I help out? Right. Carry this. Move this. Like I have no shame. And then she was like, "You think he's a good DJ to open up from nine to ten? Nine to ten. Nine to ten. The tunnel used to open at nine o'clock. People don't remember that. Mm-hmm. But but it would start like at at midnight. No, that's when it got crazy. Right. There was a lot of girls that used to come in for free. Right. Like first five hundred free mm-hmm. were there at nine o'clock. So Cap was always late. I started becoming ten, ten thirty. So what 11. are you pl- what are you playing at nine o'clock? Oh, R&B. All R&B. R&B and one twelve. So you getting you getting the chicks moist. You really to this day. I guarantee you to this day, if you meet girls that used to go to the tunnel, they fuck with okay, girl. Yeah, yeah. It's, sorry, internet. It's a podcast. No, no, no. Curse. Me. They fuck with me because <laughs> of the R and B I used to play early in the tunnel. Shy. All that. Now, man. now, now, say. Horace Brown. Cut, cut, cut to the cut to the end of the night. Um. Oh no! The first time I DJed in the tunnel, when Flex saw me. <laughs> Flex comes in the booth Sees me He used to come late But for some reason He had a meeting right. He was there early He sees me in the booth Goes out Talks to Jessica Jessica comes back in And says Sorry When you're done DJing You have to get out Of the DJ booth You can't hang out here Why? Because Flex is just like that He don't like a lot of New people around him He's just like that Like he didn't just Didn't like your scent Or you just was too just don't brand like New, new right. people around him so, so, so he kicked you out Kicked me out of the booth How'd you feel man? Felt horrible. Right, I almost shed a tear. Right, horrible. But um, whatever. Years pass. I mean, not years. Months pass, and he saw that. The thing about an opening. So DJ, whenever he would come, and you saw him, yeah, you just leave. Well, Cap came on after me. Okay, and when Cap got on, I just got out. Of right, there. packed your shit, and you didn't even stay in the club. I stayed in the okay. club. Okay, I stayed in the club all night because I had to close. Right. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just stay on the side. But years, I mean, years. I keep saying years. Weeks later. He saw that I was a good DJ and opened up well, and he started asking me to do other parties with Okay. Him. The thing about an opening DJ, which is the problem nowadays, is that all these opening DJs play all the hit records way too early. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to set the tone of a party. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to ramp it up so the main DJ could get on and make it explode. Mm-hmm. Every DJ just gunning for himself nowadays, but, and but, I hate it. But is that does that even matter? I mean, because when you talk about it, man, New York really doesn't have a club culture anymore. And it's, this it's, is one of the reasons why. Right. That horrible Pe- DJs. People don't want to play their roles. Play their roles. Horrible DJs and bottle service. Mm-hmm. Ruin the club. Agreed. Bottle service and, 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 and VIP ropes definitely killed yeah. the, the night scene. Killed the, the killed the type of parties that I used to like to do. Right. Of course. Parties are popping now. They're packed. People still go to party, but there's no vibe. Like it's not the same thing. It's not. We we all know it's not the same thing. So how did you go, man, from 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 being the 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 house DJ at at the tunnel to now DJing with uh, Little Kim and touring with Little Kim? 
Well, it, that's what I'm saying. Hooking up with Jessica was the the best because she everybody went to her party. Right. She was cool with everybody. Everything She's cool was with Jacob on York. Mm-hmm. She's cool with Un. Mm-hmm. Literally, they like Lil Kim's about to go solo from Junior Mafia. She needs a DJ, whatever. So this is when she was like red hot, like like because remember she was red hot with Junior Mafia. She had we used to go on the road. She had Get Money, mm-hmm. Get Money Remix. Mm-hmm. And then she was featured on like three R and B joints at the time. I forget she didn't do the shit yet with uh, well the shit with Puff was on her album. No time, for no that, time for fake bitch came out while we started going on okay. these little promo right. runs. So you were there from the beginning, in a sense. Oh, beginning, right? How was she? Beginning, man? uh, horrible. <laughs> what, what do you mean horrible? Like, nah, she was she was cool, right? Um, but I didn't fit in with them. I was fat beats mm-hmm. underground, underground. Backpack, mm-hmm. independent hip hop, but I was managed by Jessica. Right. So they were like, "Do you want to go on the road with Little Kim?" First, Jessica put me on the road with Sadat X. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was in heaven. That's your, that's your lane. That's yeah. your lane, right I went there. To Y'all L- talking we went mathematics to- all on the bus and we on went, the plane. Nah, he didn't talk to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Cali. We went on a tour with Black uh, uh, Duck Down, Black Moon, Smith and Wesson, mm-hmm. right. uh, OGC, mm-hmm. Alcoholics, Exhibit, and Sadat X. This is when Sadat X had a solo album yeah i was in heaven mm-hmm. something happened three days later sadat x uh i think he gets kicked off the tour now why is he not talking to you it's just i'm just hired hired help oh so he was it's not like it's not like how you think it is where it's like yo this is my dj right, we're right. a group i was just a hired kid to play a song and did he have somebody that he probably wanted like um no it okay. was cool right but I'm just saying, I was, was literally a business arrangement. three days. Right. Mm-hmm. We were on the in the in between cities. They were sleeping in the van, and then we get to the show. We talk about the show, and then that's all the interaction we had. Get to L.A., and then uh, they're like, "Yo, we we you got to go home. We're getting we're not doing the tour no more." Damn, I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's when I met Tash. Right. That's when I got Alcoholics, cool with, right. um with Buckshot, Swift and Wesson. Like from those days, like Exhibit. So to this you- day, if I see Exhibit, we cool. From that, from that. That's crazy. That's all. So, so you come back home. Yeah. Mind you, I'm working at Fat Beats during the week. Right. Going on a road with little Kim on the weekend. So they making fun of me all week long. Yo, bring us back some champagne. Bring <laughs> us back some mink jackets. Oh, fuck with you because you're on the road with, 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 with Kim. With, yeah. But, but, but how, how was that experience though? Like, no, nah, it was great. Like right. now, I, when I look back, I, I loved it. Um, they, like little C's, I will give him the most credit for teaching me how to rock the tunnel mm. because they would listen to clue tapes and they would listen to like a lot of street hip hop. And I wasn't really into that. I was into like the underground hip hop and the mixtapes that they were playing, like the, the clue tapes during the weekend made me realize when I went home on Sunday, I should play more locks, mm. more um, whatever was big at the time. I don't right. even remember, but so yeah. And then they like so look, mob mob deep. Yeah. Well, Mob Deep was underground, though. Right. There was a lot of groups that were, like, in that, the that mid-range. Cut, okay, okay. But there was some stuff that didn't... Like, anything bottle popping, champagne, like, I wasn't into it. Right, all the puff all shit. The little, all the puff shit. Right, right. But I love puff. I always But the hitman shit. Yeah. Right. This is even before, like, that sound was the main sound. It was just coming up. Right. But then, um... uh, And it's crazy, because C's is the one who taught me to love Tupac. Mm-hmm. So they listen in the Machiavelli album when it comes Junior out. Junior Mafia. I mean, banging it. 
in the whip, banging it. And I'm sitting in the back of the limo, secondhand hot, like they used to smoke all day. Which would probably annoy you. And they blow it in my face. And this is annoying annoying you, right? Yes. And I'm like, I can't stand this job. Why am I doing this? But I was like. Are you a complainer, man? Nah. Okay. In in my head. Okay. (laughs) And like, I'm like, how are you listening to this? Sees, he just said he was going to, what's the line he says? I'll, 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 Little C's, like something your bitch ass up. I'm like, he just dissed you. Right. And C's said to me, looked at me, said, yo, Duke music hot. Damn. Yo, I couldn't, when I, I did, couldn't believe did it. Did you meet Tupac at all? No, nah, I never met never Tupac. Never met Tupac. Nah. But, you, but you knew you knew Biggie. No, see, I met Biggie twice. Right. When I was, when I, because Kim used, they all lived in his house. Mm-hmm. And I would go to their house to, like, they would be like, <laughs> this is like tonight. They'll be like, yo, we leaving for the airport 5 o'clock. I show up at the house at 3.30. 3.30, right. 4 o'clock. They wouldn't leave till like 7, 8 o'clock. <laughs> Miss three, four flights in the meantime. <laughs> but um, I would just be in Big's house all the time. But he was never there. Right. He was like recording in LA or whatever. So um, so they told me to love Tupac. And then we were like, I mean, we went to Virginia. The promoters pick us up. This is when Machiavelli just came out. Mm. They all banging it. When we get in the car, this is like some drug dealers that did some shows. Right. Mm-hmm. We get in the car, they turn it down. My Junior Mafia's like, nah, turn that up. We we mess with Tupac, da da da. They like, what? So we bang in the Machiavelli album. That's when I really learned to appreciate Pac, because I right. wasn't I was like, fuck West Coast, fuck Pac. Not West Coast, because I used, always loved West Coast. But fuck anybody dissing the East Coast. Of course. So we land in Virginia and C's gets a phone call from Big. And was like, yo, what you doing? He's like, I'm with, because on the road with us was Lil C's, uh, Nino Brown, Trife, who became Blake C, mm. and me, and then a road manager who would change all the time. Right. And then they called C's, and C, Big called C's, and was like, yo, come to LA. I'm, I want you to come here the rest of the album, and we out here. So he's like, I'm, I'm with Kim. And he was like, yo, fuck him. <laughs> come to LA. Right. So he never left the airport. He got a big bottom of flight from that airport we were in, went to LA. And two weeks later, Was Bing one, got killed. That's crazy. Yeah. So like I was there with around his family. But you weren't, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, like, man. Got killed. What, what was the vibe <laughs> for hip hop from your perspective at that time? At, at the time of, of the East-West schism? I don't, I don't even remember now. It's like, I mean, I used to, I know we used to like, and when we DJ clubs and stuff, there was a lot of like West hate. Everybody was riding with Biggie. Like people would play. Everybody was riding with Biggie. Yeah, people would play um hit him up and then scratch the record. Right, right, of course. <laughs> play Who Shot Show, right. whatever. Like. But that but it was funny though, I would go DJ in Jersey and they love Pac. Because Pac had a big presence in Jersey. They I mean, loved him to the point. Like they would come to the booth and be like, yo, if you don't play some Pac, we're gonna fuck you up. Mm. And all I had was I get around, like I, <laughs> I, yeah, it's a safe I only record. got like the party records. <laughs> I didn't even know about all his like joints like that I was like Tupac why you fuck with Tupac right and then later on I realized like oh man he's the he was the truth he was the truth man yeah. you know you you got I mean it's funny because I got caught up in the marketing of the no nah, but you gotta understand mm-hmm. too man I, I definitely understand it because for a long time I definitely wasn't fucking with Tupac because you know the yeah. word the words was crazy and then yeah. once the deaths came it was like man fuck yeah. fuck this shit man no I definitely cried when Tupac got killed not like when Biggie though. Biggie right, was right. my Biggie, favorite. Biggie was close, man. Yeah, Biggie was my favorite. Biggie was close. So at this point, man, like like you 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 still DJing with with Kim, yeah. Right? Uh, well, then that there was like a long pause after Biggie died, right? 
Um, but then, yeah, I remember when I first time I ever went to L.A. was with Kim. And I mean, mass security at the airport. We went right to the hotel. Was not allowed to leave. That was sequestered. Yeah, unless we went. We went because we this was post Biggie. This is post Biggie. Yeah. Right. Went to the. Are went, you feeling afraid or, or, or? Nah, nobody knew who I was. Right. I left. We went to do MTV. Went back to the hotel. They had some chicks out there because C's like Biggie got mad love in L.A. Right. And they were there all the time. That's what people don't understand. So C's and them had chicks out there right. that fucked with them. So they had chicks even though it wasn't room. safe for them to be out there. Yeah, the, the safe was like the gang shit or right. whatever, the, the death row situation. The streets fucked with it. That, yeah. That's why I hate when people are like, oh, I don't I don't mess with the West Coast. Like, no, they love us and we love them. Why is it this issue? Um, So I was like, yo, I'm going out. I'm going to go look at the sites. It literally went to like the, you know, the cement footprints. Right, right. Hollywood. Because right. yeah. nobody knew who I was and I just went around Hollywood. But we was in and out of there like, Super fast. So what's going on with your production at the time? Are you still trying to oh, be a producer? Or is it fuck, I, fuck? Every job I ever took... Is this interview all about me? This feels weird. It's all yeah, about yeah. you. I thought we were going to diss Ebro or something. <laughs> nah, <laughs> we, no, we're not. We're not. Ebro. Every job I ever took was to make money to buy production equipment. Right. Mm. Literally, like that's why I said, okay, I'll go on the road with Kim because I can make money and buy equipment. I, you know, If you come to my basement, I got stacks and stacks of equipment. And I'd be on the road. I used to carry my MPC on the road with me, make beats in the hotel room. There's my what, was, what was they saying about your beats, man? My horrible. <laughs> my room was the my room was the waiting room for the for the chicks who had friends that were fucking junior mafia. Right. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like one girl with C's, one girl with Trife, one girl with the other road. You manager. you wasn't getting none, man? Nah. I was whack back. Come there. on, Sife. Yo, I, I had a girl, I think. I was not. I you was no in game. love. You was in love. You wasn't drinking. You wasn't smoking. My, I'll tell you this right now. My, I've never been the guy to smash on the first night. I'm right. not good at it. Right. I don't have the game. Even if they threw it at you? Come on, you know this industry. You don't have to have game. Finger bang. Come on, man. I mean, no, I'm not saying it never happened. Right. Okay. It happened once in a while, right. but not like. Not like people would expect. They were smashing every night. Two, three, four times. The girls that followed Kim. The Kim fans um, was throwing. I could imagine, and they'd be like, "Yo, you gotta, you gotta smash us before we introduce you to Kim." Uh. And like Kim would be <laughs> every morning, <laughs> Kim would go in the limo, and then they'd be like a, a row of girls that were smash. privileged to say hi to Kim. Right. So they would make sure she was in the limo first. She would roll down the window and she would say hi to these. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Dallas, imagine, man. These women are now people's moms. <laughs> They'll be with moms then. Can, can I tell you something? That's right. That's right. Listen, I sloppy seconds was all I wanted in the first place. <laughs> Some of them chicks had to be bad, though. Yeah, nah. I was, I, but, the, the, but my game has always been make the relationship and then hit them next time. Right. So next time I come to town, I always had chicks. Next time you go to But I'm never good at that first night. The groupies at the hotel, I'm never good at Cypher Sounds never had groupies. So, so, so Cypher's into very, that, very like Drake's song. Just hold on, we're going home. Because <laughs> you're a good girl. First time I went it. on the road, I went to some chick's house. I didn't know no better. Right. A man came home. I had to jump out the window. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Dude came. I jumped out the window. He comes out the front door. I thought I was going to die. He's like, yo, my girl be wildin'. This is where? Virginia. Okay. Virginia somewhere. I was shook. I thought I was going to die. The dude drives me back to the hotel. 
the dude. The dude was like, yo, my girl be wildin'. This is not the first time she did it. I know it's not your fault. Da, da, da. What? Mm. What kind of shit is that? that that's some movie hotel. shit, B. I, I, that's some shit where y'all, where y'all, where y'all dudes bond. Next thing you know, yeah, you hitting this, you hitting this girl while he's watching. Nah, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes you back to the, ho- to the hotel. I go to tell the road manager. And he starts laying down the law. You never supposed to leave the hotel without telling us. Mm. You can't go to girls' houses. I didn't know what it is. I was 19, 20 years old, whatever right. I was. I was just like, we caught a little vibe in the club. She drove me to her, her crib. Mm. <sighs> Did you like being on the road, man? Uh, Yes. I like traveling. Traveling. Yeah, but being on the road with them. I mean, this is like, little Kim is cool now. Like, I love her to death. Without her, I wouldn't even be here. She, she put me on. But I'm talking about like, I'd be on the road with them. This is like the the era where we had turntables, right. not not Serato, instant replay right. Serato. Whatever. Literal, I had to take the instrumental. It was from a job. The vinyl, it was a real job right then. And I have to take the vocals in my other headphones mm. so that I could bring the hook in, so that the hook would be there when they sang the hook, and then I have to go back to the instrumental without making it jump. So sometimes the turntables would jump, and they would turn around like I didn't travel there with them, right? And be like, "Yo, the DJ fucking up." Hey, yo, everybody say, fuck the DJ. Uh, fuck the DJ. And I was like, Kim, I'm with you. Right, I'm, I'm on. I'm team Kim. And they, was just, they just let me have it. That's crazy. Let me have it. Now, who else did you go on the road with, man? Sadat, you went on um, the road with Sadat. You went on the road with Kim. Uh, n- nobody ever as steady as Kim. Right. But I've DJ for Jay on the road. Okay. Nori, Most Def. Most Def a lot. Talib Kweli. What was your favorite, man? Which one was oh, your favorite? Most. Most. Most and Kweli. Why? Yeah. Because we just vibed more. Like. Like we could talk more knowledge stuff and more than just quirky money. shit. Yeah, and 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 yeah. and you enjoyed the music more and and yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. crowded. And this is I would imagine before they both blew up. Yeah, this is like like most most Black Star album and then most first album. Right now, now how did you meet um in the raucous era? Yeah, yeah. how did you meet Ro- Rosenberg, man? L- like Ebro hired him. Oh, so this is later on. Rosenberg? Like, yeah, you you and Rosenberg. Yeah, right. Like a year before we got on the air, we met. Rose, right. Like Ebro was like, I want to bring this kid in. I want to get you ready for mornings. Um, y'all two got to meet, talk, and then that's why that's how Juan Epstein was created. Because we were like, let's just sit down and talk to each other, see how we, hear how we sound together. Right. What's so this was an experiment. Mine? Like the podcast was an experiment. The for, podcast for the was radio. practice, practice to get ready to do the morning show. So it was it, with the intention of getting on the morning show, which yeah. is kind of ill. Yeah. And y'all started that when in in, in 2010. I don't even remember. That was it. Who, whose idea was that? Rosenberg. Rosenberg's idea. Yeah. Because I didn't even know what a podcast right. was. Right. He was like, "Yo, let's did do you think it was a waste of time?" Oh, absolutely. I've, I'm my time is precious. Right. That's the main thing I care about is time. And I was like, "We just talking. Like, what are we doing?" And he's like, "No, nah, we're gonna put it on my site, and people are gonna hear." And you're it. like, "This is bullshit." I've never been like an internet junkie like right. that. So yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, and then but then like we caught an interview, and we started getting more into the hip hop history of it, and then it got fun. Right, then it got crazy. At and first, it just was us talking into into a hole. Yeah, and motherfuckers not fucking with y'all. Like how when me and Dallas Penn started, we were just yeah, talking, nobody, and nobody was fucking with us. Nobody and, wants to show love. Man. Nah, nobody does. Man. Well, like, like how we do now. <laughs> but, but we got we got. How long you been doing this? We've been doing this. This is our fourth year. Oh, that's good. This is our fourth year. So 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 when y'all when like hold up before y'all get to Hot ninety seven, you you're serious now. You, I've I, never left Hot ninety seven. Right. I've been at Hot ninety seven since ninety seven. Ninety seven. But, ju- but all, all different types of slots. 
but yeah, here's the thing. When you want to get on the morning show, it takes a long time. And one, I wanted to be on Flex's show. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. Right. Flex is not going anywhere. He's still there. He's he's the dick clock of this shit. He's still there. He, he's, he's the Frankie Crocker. Yeah, he, he's, he's Frankie Crocker. He's, he's so hip-hop's Frankie Crocker. That dream went away. You know what I'm saying? So then... Uh, you had midnights? You had weekends? Yeah, I got my first show. I had a late... The Big Dog Pitbull Hour, me right. and Cap. <laughs> then we had... um. Then they gave me Cypher Saturdays, which was like a major move for my career. Right. Um, and then, uh, I wanted to do more and they were like, you're not ready. So technically when you do radio and you want to do more, you kind of got to go out of town, Mm -hmm. sharpen up your skills and then try to make it back to New York. What do you mean go out of, like you got to go to Virginia, you got to go to North Carolina, Florida, you got, you even got to go Midwest. You can't even go to Philly. You got to go, you got to get out of this You're lucky if you get to Philly Mm because at least you could drive home. You know what I'm saying? Like you're lucky if you go to Philly or Connecticut. You might have to go to Kentucky and like practice doing radio. Mm-hmm. I was blessed to get a job at Sirius, which is in New York. Right, because you didn't want to. You didn't. Were you were you willing to go? Nah, right. Nah, I wasn't. Because I also was an A and R. I was also doing other stuff. Like I, I wasn't gonna leave. Um, so I was. You get money. Yeah, you get money. I was in blessed New York. to get on Sirius, which was in New York. So I'm. I do a morning show on Sirius, which was eight to twelve on right. Shade Forty Five. Right. I started Shade Forty Five. And then I was on your show once. And then you were? Yeah. Oh, because uh, for my Angela? book, for, for yeah, through for my book, Bling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember that. Um, and then so I get off work at twelve, and then I still could fill in for Angie, fill right. in for Flex. So I was on Hot ninety seven, my show Saturday, and at least two, three times a week filling in for somebody because I was the number one filling anytime anybody was sick. Mm. I could do any show on Hot ninety seven except K Slay show. Right. <laughs> I could do any show. I did the reggaeton show. I did Bobby Con. I never did is, Bobby is that because, is, that, is, is that because K Slay is such a unique? I just don't know like the street right. music that he got. Like he knows the street streets. Right, right. I could play street music, but not like to that level. Right. And then I just wasn't into like under, under, underground like that. Uncle Murder. And yeah, I could play the ones that everyone no, knows. No, no, no. But the Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Murder. Yeah, they had like K Slay freestyle. Right, right. But I did. The, I could do the reggae show, any show, mm. and and I was just always on, always on. So what, what did that come? What did that come from? You kind of being like a studio rat, like a station rat. Just yeah, I slept here? at the station. I was there. Mm-hmm. I, I I I slept at the station all the time. I had like a whole locker. I had shampoo, deodorant, everything in my locker. And there was, there used to be like a spot with couches in the back. I would sleep there. We did every station was like my office. Um, and then uh, um. One like I stayed there like remember we had that blackout remember the yeah. big blackout yeah I I I stayed there the entire time it was on the air when people couldn't get in right. and stuff. I stayed there for um, filling in and 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 connecting the dots Sife is there any way you can hold the energy can't make it in there's a snowstorm mm. I'm there mm. always there always that's so you how, so you were the most reliable always the most reliable always mm-hmm. that's how that's definitely how I got my job now did you were you were you looking to get on the morning show yeah like um. When I started getting into the comedy world, right. when I started doing Saturdays and I became a radio personality, people would always say I was funny. Right. I would hang up on people, crack jokes, and and people would say I was funny. And me, I know how to like see a gif. So if people keep saying I'm funny, I was like, let me try to do something funny. Right. And I started hosting a comedy show. Right. And then after a while, I started doing stand-up, becoming a comedian. So now I'm like, oh, if I'm... 
if I have a personality and I have a, a, a comedic background, morning seems like the best route. Perfect fit, right. So As that's why I started going towards morning. Now, how do you get into comedy, man? Like, why do you get into, like, I, you, people are saying you're funny, but how do you get into always, comedy? I'm always funny, like, on a road trip. Right. Or amongst friends, but I used to be really shy and quiet and not confident, so the world didn't see I was funny. But um, but your friends, your inner circle, the cats that you were, yeah. And then I, and when I started being on the radio, like I was on the radio, and I would, I would hang like people would call for a contest, and I would act like I hung up on them and put it on um and put the dial tone, but they were still there, and then they would curse me out, right? And I'm like, ah, I got you. <laughs> so I would make people laugh. I used to take so use a prankster. He was basically yeah, a prankster. I used to take the um. <laughs> You remember the Nextel chirp? Yeah. I used to have the Nextel chirp recorded in the radio system. So randomly throughout songs, I would just hit beep, 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 beep. <laughs> So people would call up like, yo, I think your phone is on the radio or something. <laughs> and people would be like, people would come up to me in the club like, yo, do you hit that Nextel chirp? Because it makes, you remember when that chirp used to go off, you would look at your phone. Yeah, of yeah. course. So you're listening to the radio driving. I'm just fucking with people. Your phone is in the cup holder. And I played beep beep, and people <laughs> looked at me. for months. I did that, so people come up to me in the club like, "Yo, you stupid!" I know that's you. I'm like, "Oh, well, that's not me." So then, um, people just kept calling me, "Yo, you funny, son. You funny. You crazy." So I was like, "Okay, funny seems to be a thing." And I was looking for a new lane because this is when Flex had the um the car show, right? And I saw and like F- Flex is diversifying, and this and- is when like. Is starting to become mad more DJs. I'm I'm do I'm getting good money DJing, but all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, this kid will do it for a hundred dollars." So I'm like, "It's about to change because right. kids now got CDs." First, it started with CDs. Right. So the internet allowed kids to just download music. Now you don't have to invest your money into it. Everybody so kind of killed your craft. So yeah. So I was like, let me start fiddling around with some other things, and um, I I met. This, this guy that they opened a new comedy club called Comics and I was like Angela Yee helped me a lot too because she knew a, a, a lot of comedians right. and I was like how do I do a comedy and, and you show? shared with her that you wanted to, to break into comedy uh, well I, at this time I'm on Shade 45 and I was just everyday funny right uh, Shade 45 I was just funny right I didn't even like care about the music part because I had nothing to do with it I was right. just funny so and they were like, did Shay Forty Five give you a freedom to? Oh to my God! The, Why did I leave? Mm-hmm. Why did I leave? Mm. No commercials. Because the money sucks. The money was great. Was it good? Dig it. Because it was there was everything in Sh- uh, Sirius was re- pre-recorded. Shay Forty Five was live. Right. So in order to keep me, they had to pay me. Mm. I yo, uh, great money, no ratings, no commercial. No pressure. No pressure. Mm. And then I would literally like we and, no, like, and no beef. No beef. No beef. We'd be like, yo, we going to um, any event, any, like, you know, like a uh, music, com- went to music conference right. or any event, We they would fly us. We would go out there. I would do the show sometimes <laughs> from the my phone in a hotel room. Damn. Like Angela be in the studio. I'd be on the phone. They wouldn't say nothing. Right. Because you like, would have star. I would get interviews and record them and then send them in. Right. And then do, so I was loving it. And then, um. Yeah, and then I, I then met this guy, this lady who ran this comedy club. And I was like, I want to try a comedy night. Okay. So she's like, okay. So I gathered up the comedians. I started shouting it on Hot 97, did my flyers, all that. And the first one was packed. Mm. Like, pack, pack, comics on 14th Street. Right. Um, pack, pack, pack. And I went on stage. 
introduced the host, and that was it. But I got like a little laugh. Right. When you get a laugh on stage, it's addictive. It's crack. It's addictive. <laughs> and I was like, I want to get that again. So I was like, they're like, would you like to do this monthly? I was like, yes. Don't get gas. Comedy series is born. Just every month, booking different comedians, then going on stage a little longer. And little I would longer, I would imagine longer. this is also a, a breath of fresh air because it's not hip hop. It's not music. It's not the same shit. Well, coming from being a manager, a a, a, a producer, an A and R, seeing how a lot of rappers are lazy, late, don't show up. I used to say not non appreciative. Non appreciative. I would say to rappers. If I could rap, I would destroy you right. because I'll be on time, be on point, and my work ethic will kill you, but right. I don't rap. Right. When I started doing stand-up, that was me rapping. Mm. That was my version of rapping. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Now, did you ever bomb? Of course. Did that, did that not frighten you from going on the stage again? I wouldn't go up for months after that. That's that's the worst feeling, it's right? It's the worst feeling. So tell us about that, the, the, the first time you bombed, man. Yo, here's the thing. When you in a club, and you DJing, and it's a whack night, like Flex always taught me, keep the lights on you. Don't play the background, be the star, right? So we would turn the lights on on our face right. and DJ. If it's not going well, you could turn the lights down and just play hits. And disappear. Mm -hmm. As long as you play hits, right. the people are there to hear music and drink. They're not there to see you. So, right, you could, you could hide. Right. Stand up, you by yourself, by yourself on that stage. And so lights, I'm doing good. Full on. Right. I'm doing good in my show. And then there's a, a certain comedians I'm starting to see. I didn't realize it. I didn't know this. A lot of radio DJs try to step into a comedian. Mm. Like, like not radio DJs, but like personality, personality. jocks. Right. Around the country, this happens a lot. Right. So they looking at me like, oh, another, here come another radio DJ trying to be a comedian. Right. So they're like. We've, we've seen this. We've seen this before. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling hate. Right. I'm feeling hate. Drewski's bored. So I'm feeling hate. Adidas Jesus and my man was like yo Saif this crowd and don't get gas comedy series it's all your crowd from the radio this doesn't count mm. you need to go down to the laugh lounge where people you need don't to know go you. to the basement of, right. of 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 Gotham I mean of yeah Gotham Comedy Got Club yeah. and Greenwich Comedy Club right. I'm like alright cool so you have this false sense of confidence yeah right. I thought I was killing it right I go to these clubs you know, like just room full of tourists or, or people who have no idea who I am. Mm -hmm. Nothing. High 97 doesn't matter at all. At all. Nothing. And just bomb. I got to do 10 minutes and I'm just bombing. And nothing. Nothing. Like. Not even a heckle. Because like a lot of my jokes were like High 97 related. Rap related. Hip hop related. Personality related. So in my crowd, I was ripping. Right. I mean, I mean, mine ripping like, uh, uh, you got a you got movement out of these. People. It wasn't great, but right. people knew me and they liked me and they gave me a right. lot of leverage, right. a lot of leeway. So yeah, so then I started like I go and I wouldn't go up for like another month, two months. <laughs> like but I'm not fucking with them. Comedians started coming down there seeing me and they're like, "What you doing here?" Right. I'm like, oh, "I'm working out." That's what we were. So then I started getting respect from comedians, and then I just started doing it for real. Which which comedians inspire you, man? Oh, it's too many. But which ones come to the come come to the forefront? Inspire me. Yeah, like 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 like, like that's the motherfucker that. I mean, Patrice O'Neal was the best. Mm -hmm. Patrice O'Neal was the best. Um, I love Tracy. Tracy, even though he's filthy. Mm -hmm. I see. I, I like Tracy because he likes to walk, walk people. Right. That means they're not expecting what he's about to talk about, and they're so disgusted they leave. Mm. Um, but then uh, I like a lot of dudes like uh, 
I mean, the Brooklyn Mikes, Rob Stapleton, all the New York guys, talent, talent taught me a lot. Yeah. All them guys are Talent dope. has been around for a long. Yeah. I remember when talent was a rapper. Yeah. Yeah, they t- they taught me a lot. But then I like a lot of um I like like uh I, I like all Louis CK is my favorite. Mm. But even I used to love comedy when I was a kid like Jerry Seinfeld before he had a show like all them comedians. I, so so you, so you really grew up studying this craft from a fuck- I never wanted to be a comedian. Right. I I always loved it. Right. And like when I was on Chappelle's show, I was a DJ on Chappelle's show. And um, which seasons for for all for for nineteen shows, right? Uh, I <coughs> sorry, it was um, see, <coughs> it was different because he those things where I would DJ where he would host, right. like come out and explain the sketch. He would shoot those sometimes multiple times, right? So I might not have been there all of them, right? If I was out of town, but I was there first, and I was there for the pilot. I mm-hmm. shot the pilot with them, and then first season, second season. So like I was there, Rick James sketch, right. all that stuff. How was that, man? Like, like, how, like it was the best. Did you realize like that shit was gonna be that big? After we saw the James, uh, the Rick James skit, right? The audience, he showed he would like what you see on TV is what he did. He would come on stage, introduce it, and get the real reaction from the crowd. Right. The Rick James skit was second season. Second season. Second season. He showed it. The crowd goes bonkers. Right has to show it again. Like, after the show's wrapped, they were like, show the Rick James again. Show the Rick James. He's like, can we show it again? Like, yeah, they show it again. Then the audience leaves and a new audience comes in because they would double tape everything right. and make sure they had the safety. Right. This is the second crowd. So now we there's no other show after us. They showed it like five times. Five times. People were like, play it again. Play it again. For six, seven months, I was walking around saying, I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> and nobody knew what I was talking right, about. Right, right, right. Nobody, what are you talking, why do you keep saying that? I'm like, it's stuck in my head. <laughs> right. I'm Rick James, bitch. Nobody knew what I was talking about. And then it comes out and it was like. That's it. I knew it was going to, I mean, the way the audience reacted that right. night. How, you know, how'd you get that gig, man? Yo, I met Chappelle through Moats. Okay. Because Chappelle's like an underground hip hop head. Right. Like heavy. And then. Um, and they go back. Yeah. He's, he's, he knew Kanye before he was out. Like right. he just loves. That's his. That's hip-hop. that's his. That's his wave. I met him went through most somehow, and then he came to the radio station, and then we just got cool. He used to. I used to. He used to call me and be like, "Yo, come to the comedy cellar," and I'll just go with him. And did you think he was a funny comic? Oh yeah, right. Chappelle's one of my favorites. Right, one of my favorites. But you, you're not thinking he's gonna blow up, like. Uh, I thought he was. He was already acting. He was right. already kind of blown up. But you thought he was good where he was. Yeah, to me, yeah, he was like a. To me, I was hanging out with like a movie star, right. not a, not a movie star, but like a guy a, a in actor. Movies. Yeah, hanging out with an actor, and then we hung out sometimes, talked hip hop every time, never fail. And then he was like, "Yo, I'm I'm shooting some pilot for Comedy Central so on some real non-assuming shit." Let me tell you how non-assuming he was. I go and shoot the pilot. We do the Chappelle show, first season, second season. He calls me one day, and he's like, "Yo, Cipher, I'm doing this." Um. Block party. Mm-hmm. Can you DJ? Wow. It's that Saturday. Right. I was like, what time? He's like, this time. I was like, oh, I'm on the radio at that time. He was like, oh, man. He's like, you sure you can't do it? I'm like, for a block party, Dave? Dude, I, it's just a block party. Yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the radio. Right. I'd really rather not risk the, losing a radio slot over a block party. Right. I didn't know it was the movie. The movie. The block party where right. Erica Badu, the roots, right. most deaf guy. Talib Common. He didn't even tell Fugees. me. He never told me he was shooting a movie in Brooklyn. So you missed that. I missed it. Right. 
He said he was doing having a block party. Yeah. So you missed that. Nothing. I knew nothing about it right. till it came out. Right. Okay. But then he he pulls you into the pilot. He pulls you into the show. This was yeah, this was after this yeah, was, yeah, we had already done this. Black party was after the show. Right, right. I, I remember I, I feel like I remember you now inside the we were at one oh six in park and your podium was at the back of the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were there? Yeah, I was there for a bunch of those. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One of my dudes was a, a staffer. Yeah, Chappelle. it was at 106 in Park, yeah. So so through a series of event, events, man, you end up now... Chappelle told me, yeah. you funny, you need to do comedy. Okay. I'm like, shut the fuck up, what are you talking about? I'm not a comedian. So Chappelle is pushing I'm you. I'm an idiot, right. that's what I am. You know what an idiot is? Yeah, I know what an idiot is. That's me. Right. <laughs> and then I get on MTV, Will Smith is like, yo, dog, you funny, you need to do comedy. Mm. Jamie Foxx was like, you crazy. Yo, you need to do comedy. So that's when I was like, okay. You took it. You took this. This took is it. when I, I have to uh, try something. Right. I was just going to produce a comedy show. Right. Didn't know I wanted to do stand up. Right. But I was like, okay, let how, me. How do you come this. up with material, man? Uh, I'm at a, I'm at a bad place right now with material. Right. Because I, I worked on my, my 20 minutes for the longest. I would sit home. Anytime I think of an idea, I email it to myself. Right. Subject, joke, email it to myself. And then I just try it. But I used to have more, I used to do a lot more stand-up a couple years ago. Right. And I had this spot called the Laugh Lounge every Friday in the Lower East Side. Every Friday I would go up there and the crowds would be sometimes great, sometimes not that good, but it was a place for me to work out my It was material. practice. It's practice. Yeah, it's called, it's, we call it working out. Right. Comedy is, is working out. It's practice. Yeah. It's practice. Some people do it differently. Right. I like to write a joke and then go on stage and hear it and go, uh, that part didn't work change this I oh I should say this here and you just and, keep writing and as you're working out it it doesn't I would imagine that it doesn't matter anymore in a sense if you bomb or not because it's a it's you you see that yeah I've now I've gotten used to bombing right and it, but you're also it's not that whether you bomb or not it's you honing your craft yeah well now here's the thing here's the thing you have your jokes that you know are gonna work right. or hopefully normally work right, right. and you sandwich new stuff in between it. right so when it doesn't work, you go to your thing that does work. And also, if you're a host, um, you can always mess with the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, so, the ho hosting is a whole lot easier. Yeah, hosting allowed me to try new jokes. Right. I would sometimes be like, I'm going to try something new, y'all, and try it and get no reaction. And be like, nope, that ain't working. <laughs> That's done. Yeah, right. it's, so like, it's easier. So so how do you balance now? Like the, the, the like How are you balancing the radio shit and the comedy shit? Like, is that is that it's pulling bad. you in different directions? Because uh, some, I mean, for some people, like the the radio shit, that's their career, and comedy, yeah. that's their career. Right. I never, I like, I like doing a lot of things, man. I like to me, it's all entertainment. I have a goal in life to make people laugh and to make people dance. Right. I feel and, and to make money. I would hope. Oh yeah. Okay. But honestly, I've been. I'm the type. You know, you heard that advice. Like, don't chase the money, and right. then you'll make it. Do what you love. Right. I follow that philosophy. Okay. And. I feel the two things that make people happy all the time is laughing and dancing. Right. So I try to make music, DJ, do comedy, do sketches, funny on the radio. On the radio, I'm funny and I play music. Right. Now, you say you're not a, a competitive dude, but comedy is a competitive sport also, man. I, I, I'm, There's an asshole. There's a lot of your peers that you know are assholes. Yeah, but and I, steal I, shit. I've never played sports whatsoever. Right. Like that Ebro football mentality I don't have it right you know what I'm saying I oh, I want to win 
but my winning is you know providing for my family providing a future for myself like i i don't i don't care about awards like so so like the whole competitive shit of the of like being in the morning spot yeah that you don't you don't get sucked into that i mean you do you have to right how do you get sucked into it i mean like if you really aren't that competitive though that's why I mean you go back you go back with Angela you guys yeah. are in, in in the competing spots yeah like how's that relationship how's your relationship with oh, Angela Angela's cool so it's so it's like bullshit in a sense to you in in a sense yeah well yeah like Angela like when she first got that job I'm like yo we good right because I know shit about you and you, you know, know shit, shit about me right. are we good she's right. like why are you even asking me right. this and when all that radio war was happening to me. I mean, I'll go see Charlemagne, Envy, Angela in their face. I have no beef with them, like personal beef. I don't want... Because you got history. I don't want harm to come to any of them. Right, right. I'm just saying, when I was cracking jokes on the radio, they were jokes. Right. I made a lot of short jokes to Charlemagne. It's all I know about him. Right. I don't know the guy. Right. He's short, so I made short jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Angela, like Angela never said anything about me. I never said anything about her. Envy... Me and Envy are almost the same person. Like right. we used to DJ in the same slots on the radio. Same Both history, got same, same show. friends, same the whole Both New York right. City. Like I, I, me and Envy was always cool, not like the best of friends. If I saw him now, I don't think it'd be like a fight or anything. Right. But I do want to win, and I mean, I do work at Hot ninety seven, which was like has so much history of being right. like the number one station in New York. You know what I'm saying? But like, does that shit get tired sometimes? Like, damn, like, like, because you said. You wish you, in a sense, you never left. Serious, serious, because it was. I mean, s- don't let Ebro hear it. But he's gonna, he's gonna. I mean, you know, <laughs> he listens. Right, right he listens. Uh, he says no, he but, don't, but he listens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the um the pr- the morning show pressure right. is a different type of pressure. Yeah. You like it? You you you. Uh, no, nah, I don't like it. Right, I don't like it. But I like the job though. Right. Of course, right. I like the. I like. That's I what mean, I'm saying. I mean, it's, you start off the. It's, it's a it's a flagship position. I. That's why I just I just attack it as I'm doing what I love to do, right. and it's gonna show. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's gonna prove to be let me, worthy. Let me pull something out of you. Um, That's when, crazy. Yeah, AO on that. Okay, AO on that internet. <laughs> um, when you when you had to get suspended, yeah. uh, for a time, yeah. Um, was did you feel like after all that you had done? On radio, like somehow, go ahead, Rich. No, talking to the mic. Okay, there you go. That's yeah, a lot I want to breathe onto it. Did Did you feel like you were, you were kind of betrayed? No. Did you feel the kind of ways or what? Almost getting suspended. Yeah. Did you feel like fuck? And this is with the whole Haitian thing, like yeah. the whole Haitian. Did, Yo, did you? I'm sorry for not prefacing that internet. I'm sorry for that. Oh yeah, there was an incident where I, there was a misquote on the radio about a Haitian situation, and I got suspended. Oh, I mean, I'm a Caribbean. Mind you, we haven't talked about my reggae career. Right. I'm a Caribbean junkie. All my Haitian friends were like, what is going on? I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. It was, <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's okay. Oh, two, oh. Twofold. One, this is why I never liked the news before on some 5% conspiracy theorists. Right. I literally watched every news channel in New York 
put the wrong quote of what I said on TV. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, I'm never going to believe the news again mm-hmm. in my life. Because mm-hmm. you you're, you're ABC Eyewitness News, and you can't call and check to see if that's what I really said? No, nah, they don't give a fuck, dude. Yo, that's when I gave... I mean, I didn't like the news already. Right. That's when I gave up. That's when I go, oh, news is wrestling. News yeah. is wrestling. Right. I'm on 10, 10 wins. The lady quotes what I said. A radio DJ, Luis Diaz, Cypher Sounds, said da 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 I'm like, that's not mis- even what mis- I said. Misquotes. Misquotes, yeah. basically. Yeah. I had the actual quote on my phone right. that I used to play for people. This is what I said. Right. Mind you, what I said was could t- be taken bad, but not the way it was portrayed right. in the news. So this was this was preposterous to you. Oh my god, it was crazy. But are you feeling fucked up too? Like 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 public enemy number one or like are you yeah, feeling for sorry for yourself? Are you a little depressed? Yeah, of course. I'm about to lose my job. Right. And and that and that was real. But yo, let me tell you something. I played a game. I'm in the game. Right. You mess up advertising dollars, you get fired. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the game. We've seen it happen a hundred times before. I didn't mean to, but if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. You got to fall on that sword. I have no problem with that. Right. I, 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 take, I take all my consequences. You said A.O.? I mean, falling on a sword. <laughs> I mean, that's a cliche, though. Hey, listen. It's still A.O. Okay. Thank you. That's a slight A.O. But yeah, so I, I, I did everything I could so I wouldn't lose my job. I spoke to every, I mean. Community leaders and shit? All that. It was a whole... There's a whole And this board. is all bullshit though. This is all bullshit. There's though. a board created right. to deal with the situation. The anti Haitian defamation? No, it was um the <laughs> oh, what's the Oh name? I know no no the board is called uh Church Shoes no. and Athletic Socks. <laughs> it, was um, like, it was like coalition of the I forgot the year, but it's the year Haiti got independence. Right. Like eighteen ninety two or something like that. Four. I think it was eighteen ninety four. It was the coalition of eighteen ninety four. Right. And it was a mixture of like this lady, uh, Rose, who worked for Scott Stringer, who was the, um, at the time, the borough president of Manhattan, and like uh, a it's lawyer. All, it's, but it's all bullshit, right? So they have a meeting about Don't me. front. Who someone had on church shoes and athletic I wasn't socks. sure. I didn't look down. <laughs> I go in the meeting. They weren't expecting me to be there. Right. They're trying to have something happen to me, and I'm in there apologizing. So nobody's looking at me in the eye. Right. Uh, they just want blood. Yeah, but not for me. It's just like they somebody, went for somebody it. has to get sacrificed at they this went level. For it, and I would go for it. Right, everybody. If there's an opportunity to go for it, and you went for it, cool. I didn't take nothing personal. Right, I was upset. I'm like, I'm gonna lose my job over this. But this bullshit out of everything. But whatever, I got suspended, and um, and then we. I mean, we offered to do everything they wanted. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I'll go to Brooklyn right now. I'll stand in the middle of the street in Brooklyn, like. Right. Some kid, some kid threatened me in a club. He was like, yo, I don't respect what you said about my people. He's like, yo, I'll fuck you up. You don't understand what Haitians will do. I said, one, I have mad Haitian friends. I know what Haitians will do. Right. I've seen them do it. Do, did you hear what I said? Nah, I didn't hear it. I said, well, why are you talking to me, man? You didn't even hear it. Then, like, my peoples from Miami were like, what? Like, they don't even know the truth. They just hear the news. Right. They're like, what's going on? So I'm on the phone with like the, the big Zoe Pound big Zoes. in jail, right. like in prison for life. Right. I'm on the phone with them. They like, yo, Sife, you good. Ain't nobody going to do nothing to you. We split the word out. I'm like, you put the word out to every Haitian in the world? <laughs> hey, Zoe Pound. But yeah, I'm talking Zoe to Clef, Mona Scott helped mm. me out. Everybody, everybody came. Everybody knows I'm not a malicious dude like that. 
So, so, so with that experience, man, do you find yourself holding back or like watching yourself? Like uh, it's on the radio, real, yeah. It's real. It's that 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 can't feel good. Yeah, man. on the radio, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I have I'm gun shy, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to certain things, and our whole show is based on race jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Race humor, and and being in the moment, and how and ridiculous spot- it is. Yeah, no, yeah. it's I, yo, my man. I have no, not an inch, little, even tiny bit of racism in my body. I no, love but everybody. but how silly it is, though. How silly it is. Of- I love race jokes. Right. I love culture jokes. I love those are the best jokes. I love making fun of everyone's culture, and you can make fun of mine all day, and it's right. all fun. Because actually, when I when I drop culture jokes and race jokes, it's because I actually know the truth, mm-hmm. and I know where the joke comes from. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you really wanted to have a battle with me, I could break down the knowledge. But I love it. I love, yo, Jamaicans have this kind of accent. Haitians have this accent. Trinidadians have this accent. Puerto Ricans sound like this. Like, it's all fun to me. Why are we? Why is everybody so sensitive about man, it? Man, it's that time, man. Every, mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be mad about something. Yo, man. political correctness I is hate, the fucking I hate it. worst. I hate it. it. It makes pussies out of everybody. Yo, they said, they said yo, yo, Weezy called George a nigga on Jefferson's many a time, right. yo, on TV. Right. Like she, you go on YouTube and type oh, no, it's, it's N-word a cra- It's a crazy Jefferson. time. It's a crazy time because it creates more psychosis and it creates more... Did, like, like, you it, it creates more victimization. Yeah. People get to be victims. Drewski, what's up, man? You good? Adidas Jesus, hang I, in I'm with us. Try, you got, we, 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 a little bit more time. Okay. Because I want to talk about your improv. Okay. Just I'm just telling you right now, political correctness, right? Politi- it's being fucking worse. It's... There's... Okay. <laughs> so you got a job, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what race you are, but let's say you're white. You have a job. You say the N word at your job. You get f- you get fired, or no, not even that. Like you're an, you're an athlete or an actor and have an endorsement deal, and say the wrong thing and get fired. You call somebody gay in the locker room. Okay. In the locker room. So now, your job, who your boss is, also probably a racist and agrees with you, has to now fire you. To to save face to who? To the to 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 the people that are quote unquote offended. Uh, to no. who's offended? To, to the to who's no who knows who's offended. And, and, but but they're saving face really to to the person that's paying them. Right. That's who they're bowing down to. Oh, but here's my point: the person who's paying them is also racist. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, the guy who runs Colgate or the person that's paying them. Doesn't want his business out in the street to be racist, mm. to look racist. They don't want you to connect your bullshit. So they might to call his you. Bullshit. They're gonna call you. Be like Bob. We gotta let you go. Yeah. But you and I are in a clan together. It's the game. Sorry. B. It's the game. It's the game. Yo, if you can't mess with it's advertising dollars, yo, you can't. Mm. It's the game, B. I learned that. I learned that when I was talking about Trayvon and giving suspended. people the truth. You got, you got suspended, suspended from, you got suspended from the combat from jacket, the internet from the combat jacket. That's right. Imagine that. How you get suspended from the internet? We, we had st- we had started we started doing I got some put business. On pause. Wait, what was the gist of it? I don't want to know the whole thing, but uh, <sighs> when you when you see the Trayvon case and the girl he was talking to on the phone, like he left the watching the All Star game to talk to this girl on the phone and go get some skills, some rainbow skills. Yeah. You seen the girl he was talking to on the phone? Yeah, look like precious. <sighs> okay. Who keeps a precious on staff? Sweet Chucks. Sweet Boys. 
Zimmerman saw this kid talking on the phone, switching, hand waving, oh, switching, oh, and that's why Zimmerman stepped to him. See, okay, see, yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's crazy. He got suspended for that. You might get suspended for that. It can't be. But but he that's said true. this shit the week the weekend after the right 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 the, 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 the trial. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I went on the radio. If you listen back on the radio, the the day the Trayvon thing happened, right. I said this man is gonna get off. Mark my words. And lo and behold, look what happened. Yeah. I mean, but you know, shit hasn't changed, man. They're like, like no like, way, there's no way. Are you surprised shit hasn't changed, man? No, I, I, I'm all, I, I know how the world works. Yeah. I know how the world works. So you weren't surprised with this whole Dunn thing? Wait, oh, I don't know the actual story. The Michael Dunn situation. Is he, is he clear? No, no, he's not clear. They gave him counts of, they tried to get him on murder. Right. And then uh, attempted murder for the other cats. Okay. He got off on the murder. Right. But he got locked up for the attempted murder of the other guys of the other guys so the basically murder was a mistrial the murder yeah, was a but mistrial but the whole trial wasn't a mistrial no because they had them on separate counts so basically the theory is if all of them got murked he might have walked yes right and and he's going to jail for how long Six, about 60 years oh, but he, he was good. but he was facing life so the thing is to the Jeez. kids the kids parents he's not guilty right to the kid that died he's not guilty right. But to the other kids that survived, he attempted to murder them. Listen, man. And, which, is, which is and to the kid that he killed, who was probably making finger guns. Yo, stop. <laughs> stop. I'm just saying, whoever's listening, put them finger guns away. Yo, Yo man. I try, to, I try to make people laugh, yeah. make people dance, and take care of my family. What's up with the improv shit? You're here, for the, you're here to talk about this improv. Oh, right? yeah. You're here to talk about the improv. All right. Man. So in my comedy journey, yes. I know I do way too much in life. Yeah. A&R... We all he do too much. It's all a journey. It's all a journey, Cypher. Uh, when I get the morning show, my producer's like, yo, you're a little stiff. Mm-hmm. You should take an improv class and learn how to loosen up a little. Is this after the whole Haitian thing, though? Oh, yeah. Because uh, uh, part of you being stiff now is probably because you're nah, gunshot. After, okay, after, after, right. Yeah, way after. Because the Haitian thing happened when I was at comics, and that was a, right. early. That was a while ago. So you need to loosen up more. Take an improv class. I go check out this UCB theater. Famous, famous, famous improv theater. Upright um, Citizens, Upright Citizens Brigade, Upright owned by Citizens Amy Poehler yeah. and three of her three of her uh, friends. I go in there, go watch a show, and am completely mesmerized by what's happening. By the spontaneity Everything of it, on stage, made up on the spot. Right. I went in there to learn how to get better at being on radio and maybe getting looser on stage for stand-up right. and found a whole new world. That's a whole different world. I felt like Christopher Columbus mm-hmm. and found a whole new world. People were already there. But I'm like, oh, people, people are already not there. Not you. But not me. Right. I need to be here. So I go, I start taking <laughs> classes and I start learning. I mean, when I get involved with something, I mean, I take- So you're alive like, again. You're alive now. You're, you're I, more alive. I feel alive. Right. Found something new, right. untapped. Right, right. I'll go in there. First class I took, it was a little uncomfortable because it's like UCB is like a lot of white kids, mm-hmm. like college, collegey SNL want to be white kids. Yeah, I mean that's the track. Mind Second you, city. I went to USB. high school with all these kids. Right. I get along with every type of race. I never. Only thing is, except, I'm, except, no. I thought you were gonna say except. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I get. I love traveling i love cultures i love people i love every type of people i just look like a hip-hop dude right so when you go into certain places people look at you like joe hip-hop right. and they like i look like a thug 
in to my them. first class. Right. Yeah. No one talked to me for seven weeks. Really? It's an eight-week class. You got shunned. No one talked to me. So I was like, okay, next class I take. And they, give, a, they give no fucks about your background. No, I have no idea who I am. I didn't even say who I was. Right. This one guy, Chris Gethard, heard I was taking classes there. And he's from New York, so he knew who I was. Right. He's a big deal, though, in that community. And um, he figured out who I was, and then it started to spread. Okay. Then people started figuring out I was there. And I was also very quiet. And then well, as I got more into it, you I said You being shy, man? It's hard. It, when you first start improv, it's hard. Right. And you got to, like, let go, like, your whole, your whole hip-hop front. Mm-hmm. You got to drop it. Right. You got to open up. Um. So anyway, whatever. I'm in there for a while, taking classes, learning improv. I'm addicted, watching shows every night, going to class, doing practices, and I just like I I just look around and like yo, I'm a ditty this whole game. These kids had there's there's I know so many funny people now, actors, comedians, improvisers. Like these dudes are like funny as hell. They all graduate, they go to SNL, or they start writing for the Daily Show or Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. or, or um. Uh, uh, Fallon I know a lot of dudes That move out to LA Any commercial you see on TV I know half the people From all UCB mm. people But There's no hustle Like right. hustle hustle Because it's That's privilege In a sense They have that privilege Yeah there's a whole different it's a whole Mentality different. People are right. raised differently Like I was Poor Right and You know you, what I'm saying I was hunt. never Like dirt poor Like hungry but poor But nothing was handed to you Nothing Nothing ever. was handed to you and I just go in there and start ditting. I'm like, you need to do a show with him because y'all comedy uh, is opposites and you don't sound good together. Right. You should do that. Yo, y'all should form a group. Yo, be in a group with me. Da-da-da. I'm starting making moves. People are looking left and right. Like, what is this kid doing? Then, But I, you're making sense and you're inspiring people. It's crazy. Right. Now, now I've, I've read that you said like the whole different ph- philosophy about improv is this philosophy of saying yes. Yeah. What does that What'd mean? You read all, what are you reading about? Come, Don't research me, yo. Don't come on, man. This is what I do. Come on, man. He does that. Uh, all right. The, the, the entire improv uh, philosophy is saying yes. Right. So when you first start improv, you want to be exciting on stage and you think having a fight will be exciting. Right. So Conflict. Yeah. you ha- It is true. Right. Conflict is exciting to watch, but it has to be manifested the right way. Right. So when you first start improv... The idea is to say yes and. So someone says something to you, you say yes, you agree, and then you add something to it. Okay. Right? Then they take what you just added, yes it, and then add So it's a progressive motion. Right. Until you get to a point where we call, in UCB terms, not all improv, because it's different schools. UCB terms, you find the first unusual thing. So we're just having a regular conversation. Maybe I slip a word. Maybe I say something you don't agree with. It's unusual. Then you take that unusual thing and blow it out. Right. You run with that ball. And that's it. I mean, that's the very simple version. Right. But like, that's the basis of it. So now you have your own group. You have your own group, a tribe call. Uh, a tribe call, yes. A tribe call, Which, yes. Just so you know, is the best hip hop improv name. That's a great name. That's a great name. Ever. That's a great name, Sy. Nobody's going to top that. That's ever. a great name. So. Uh yeah, so I started doing Unless you show. come up with N W A A Y. Uh yeah, so then um <laughs> I start working my magic. Now mind you, t- when you're at UCB, right. there's there's the these weekend slots are the coveted slots. Like your dream in UCB, it's like everyone that goes to UCB pretty much gets hooked on a drug right. for like two years of their life. 
I was hooked. Drewski knows I, I wouldn't be around, I'd be in no clubs. I'd be at the theater. Studying and, and, and honing. And you want to get on a weekend show. Right. There's these, there's, on Tuesdays, this thing called Harold Night you have to audition for. I auditioned three times, didn't get on. I got problems with them. But anyway. Okay. So your goal is- You want to boycott them? Man? No, no, no. I okay. Uh, you <laughs> get on Harold Night, try to get on Harold Night, and then hopefully a weekend guy moves to LA, and then they recruit you to right. go. That's like- Pretty much the system, the way it goes. Right. Didn't get on Harold Knight. And, um, but I'm like incorporating my hip hop world with improv. And like one time I and brought- are they being, And they're being open to it? The reception is-, is Yeah. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. Because this me. is new. This is, it's, a, it's a very one thing non-diverse I about, environment and you're bringing diversity to the environment. Okay. So they have a diversity program. Right. Which is- And they said to me- Which is bullshit, right? <sighs> All said to me, when you say diversity program, is that that's what the I told biggest them. is so bullshit. But the thing about it is that they're all they're like good people they're over there. Good intentions. They're like they asked me, how do we get we want our stage if you go there right now, what's today? Monday? Yeah. We go there right now, there's eight white guys in plaid shirts and cargo shorts on stage. On right? stage right now. And they said to us, We want the, the theater to look like New York. Right. We want Latinos. We want Asians. We want blacks, gays. It's, Not so much blacks, though. No, they want blacks. They love. They, there's no racism. Right. There's no racism. I it's just they, they just can't make, connect the dots. It's so liberal. Right. I met. I never met nobody that even seen races. Like, but you can't connect the dots because it's a whole different. So they say, how do we get more, you know, diverse people on stage? I right. said, well, I'm gonna tell you the first thing. Stop using the word diverse. Right. Because we fucking hate that. Hate We're that. not diverse. Right. We're the same. Why are you calling? A, why are you putting me in a different box? So they're like, all right, how do we do it? I said, well, you got to get them hooked like I'm hooked. Look, I'm a, I'm a Puerto Rican from the Bronx. I'm a five percenter. I know my history. I, I know about divide and conquer everything. And you don't drink. And I don't drink. But you just cater to one crowd. The, this, the theater is filled. Every seat filled every night. So there's no need. I said you got to get more black and Spanish people to come watch shows. So you have to you have to start catering to them. There's, they, they, but why would they? The seats right. are packed. Right. They don't think they need to be diverse. Promote. They don't right. even promote. Right. It's packed. It has a it's cult word, following. It's, it's word of mouth. It's it's, it's, it's cult it's, following. It's insular move culture. Here right. From all over the country to go to UCB. Right. So I try a couple things. They didn't really work. I'm like, what if we? I said, yo, I'll literally go to the hood. Give me like 10 free passes and every week I'll bring 10 new black and Spanish kids. You'll street, like, team it. You'll street team it. You'll street team it. I'll street team it. And they were like, well, we is that going to be weird if if you're busting them in? I said, all right, you can't say that. So I'm trying to think of ways to do it. Right. And um, so one time I brought the, the, uh, the artistic director, his name is Nate Dern. I bring him to Hot 97 because I start doing this uh uh, improv podcasting right. strictly to cater to the improv, UCB crowd right. and then spread it to my right. my um, fans or whatever following so Ghostface was there that day so he's leaving Ghostface is walking in Ghostface and Sheik for Woo Block right. my artistic director sees Ghostface and I see his face light up I'm Re- like oh he's a Woo he's a Woo he's fan a woo so I introduce him to Ghostface take the flick put the flick on Facebook I get all these likes from the UCB. I got a, I got a strictly UCB Facebook. Right. I call it my white Facebook. Okay. The likes. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, the likes. Dallas, you have a, I don't want to mix Dallas, mine. you have a white Facebook? No. No, no. my regular Facebook is. Is your my, white Facebook. My regular Facebook <laughs> is my white Facebook, yeah. 
And the, the likes just start going crazy. Right. So I'm like, oh, they're mesmerized that Ghostface is with Nate Dern. Because that's, that's an unlikely. They love hip hop and they love The Wire. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could have a whole other podcast about Wire talk. Oh, my okay. God. But um, white people love uh, The Wire. The Wire. Right. Like, they, like it's the, the clearest view of the hood they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. From a safe perspective. Oh, So anyway, so I, one time I bring um, Marlo from The Wire right. on stage with me at UCB. Before I had my own show, I was hosting this other show. Right, Jamie. I bring Jamie, Jamie Hector Jamie on Hector, stage. Hector, right. The audience shits their pants, yo. Mm. They, and then he's on stage yelling quotes from the wire to me like I had to sketch you want it this way but it's the other way he said that and he goes "Um, my name is my name killing it so people are like yo this dude had Marlo from the wire like crazy so I was like oh now is the the audience getting more diverse now is it starting to get diverse or is it the same my show is mixed right I don't the other show's not not really right they know about my show right so I so there's a show on Sundays called ASCAT it's been running 17 years Uh, called what ASCAT Ask, cat. no ass, ask, ask, oh, ask cat. cat. Okay, yeah, ask cat. <laughs> There's a they always have a, a celebrity monologist do a monologue, and then they do improv off of that. So basically, I just took that skeleton but added the hip hop to it. Mm-hmm. So I got every week a hip hop celeb or somebody in the hip hop field come through, tell a story, and then we do improv off that story. Right. Talk about the 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 you did you did a joint an improv joint with Nori. Yeah, Nori was my first guest ever, Mm -hmm. and then he also came back last week for Pun's anniversary. Right. I saw a clip of that. Yeah. Saw a clip of that. Yeah, he's funny as hell. But that's the thing. You don't got to be funny. Right. You just got to tell a story. tell a story, and then the the improv team, you're a tribe called Yes. Yeah. See, they're not really my team. Right. It's hard to explain, but they're all like my favorite teachers and coaches that I put together. Because if I'm going to introduce a new audience to improv, I had to have the best of the best. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like an all-star improv team. Yeah, because usually when you have an improv team, you practice once or twice a week. Right. I never practice with these people because they're the bit they're the best of the best. Right. So I never get to practice with them. So I don't really feel like I have like a team team. But yes, on Fridays that's my that's my squad. Now how's it been doing, man? I have, I, I I have to confess I haven't been. You should come. Yeah. Sold out every week. Packed. I mean, it's a small theater. Right. But I mean, people always get turned away. People are standing up on the sides. It's it's crazy now. What kind of doors is this opening for you, man? Because you it, mentioned some, you mentioned some 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 big names, man. It's insane. Last week I had um, uh, Zoe, uh, what's her name? Zoe Kravitz. Mm. She told a crazy story about Prince. I'm like, I'm excited. Your your father's Lenny Kravitz. He's dope. Your mother's Lisa Bonet. She's dope. But your grandmother was Helen on mm. the Jeffersons. Mm. I'm feeling you. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's right. laughing. Everybody's laughing. I'm a TV junkie. So, um, but like she came to the show, she happened to be in the audience one time and she met my manager and he didn't even know who she was and whatever. Then we figured out who she was and we invited her to do the show. Like I'm meeting all types of new people. I got TV deals. I'm going to LA next month to talk about. Nah, that's good, man. I got a lot of stuff, but literally in my mind, I say, well, what did he do? Right. Like what did Diddy do in the nineties with hip hop right. is what I'm trying to do with improv. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. And it's opened up a whole new world. My stand-up is better. My radio's better. It just loosens you up. Makes and, you, and you're in a better space. Better space. You're better but space. Therapy and improv saved my life. You went there to therapy? You. Yeah, I go to therapy. Yeah. yeah. Why? Uh, and, and, and I say that because we had a therapy episode. Like We, I, we, we are very therapy friendly. You, you like therapy? <laughs> no, we, I, I believe in it. You've been? Yeah. 
You go? Yeah. Down? I've been. I've been. Okay, because the hood doesn't fuck with therapy. Nah, that, that's why I bought it. That's why we had a therapy episode with me. And I didn't And fuck Dallas with was not getting along with Premium Pete. We had a therapist come in here. Right. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I went for marriage counseling before I got married. Very important. I went on like on on preventative maintenance. Mm. But I didn't I didn't believe in therapy. I was against it. Right. Like a lot of people. Why, why'd you, how'd you go? Who? What What do you mean? Why did you go? How'd you end oh, I'm telling you because I because I was getting married and I was also very I'm I have very harsh views on marriage. Right. So I was like, okay, if we're gonna get married, I'm gonna I'm not gonna ever get divorced. Like I don't want to get divorced. If we get married, this is it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to go to therapy to ask the therapist what's like the top five reasons people get divorced right. so I can know what to look for. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the worms, the can of worms opened uh, up mm. and then I started, then I started going, you started learning about yourself. Yes. And shit that you didn't know. Everybody should go to therapy. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I mean, I'm a different person because you, you watch yourself now. Oh, to another level. You're not a victim. Yo, I, I feel like a new man. Right. And I hate myself for waiting till my mid-30s right. to go. I should have went so long ago. But you didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't know. That's why my whole thing is mental health for the hood. Right. That's like my, that's going to be that's like very big. Thing. That's very big, man. Yo, there's so many problems that would get solved that people just- You know how much, you know how many brothers that's not working on Notion Avenue that could benefit from therapy, man? It's, it's If they could afford it. That's a whole other thing, making oh, it yes. making it affordable. Yeah, and Cause, I because health healthcare is also mental healthcare is also a privilege. Yeah, to a lot of true. people, that's true. It's, it's, it's a privilege. There's, I'm not saying I have top quality. Right. There's good versions you could get yeah. on on groups and people that are willing to help. There's a lot of therapists who would do yeah pro get, bono get that work. Obamacare mental health therapy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there's um yeah hip. I learned at the hip center. The it's hip definitely center. expensive. Yeah, and uh. But I don't know. My life has changed. That's good. So you're changed. good, man. You're good, huh? Too good. No, no children yet. No children. You, you're still afraid of having kids. I'm afraid to have kids. Why, man? I'm afraid to have kids. Why? I'm not. I don't know. Do you talk about that with your therapist? Yeah, of course. And was your ther- was therapist t- tell you, man? She said I'm gonna be a great dad. Cause, well, I'll tell you this. You know, you know how everybody says when you have kids, your life becomes about your kids. Yes. Yes. I want my life to be about me right now. You're selfish. Very selfish. Especially now right. when like I'm in this transition stage where we like, have a lot of things on the table. There's some TV stuff about right. to happen. Right, right. Me and Drewski doing an album together. Okay. There's um there's like my I feel reinvigorated in my DJing. I've been going out DJing a lot more. Like I'm turned up in all levels. And then if I have a I'm scared if I have a kid, the way I get addicted now, wh- to What things, is your lady saying? No, she wants to have a kid. Yeah. She's ready, and she's around. I mean, she's around. I, I see. I saw your lady the other yeah. day. She's around our kids. Yep, she loves it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm nervous. Have a kid, man. Give her, give her, give, give her a kid. It changes your life, man. And I will tell. I don't you, want my life to change. No, though. but I will tell you, it changes your life for the better. All right. From my perspective, I mean, everybody's situation is different. I, I think the type of personality cipher is the type of a personality you are. You will turn up even more. Yeah. Outside or for the kid, for everything, everything. Because I feel like I'll be dedicating my life to the kid. You, everything you will, you will dedicate your. Believe it or not, you've already dedicated your life to the kid. The kid just hasn't come out yet, yeah. but you've already dedicated your life to your family. I don't know. You've already done it. I'm nervous. 
Don't you know what? Hey, I, I can have understand. sex with your wife <laughs> without a condom. <laughs> do it, Cypher. Do it. Uh, yo, Cypher, man. Anything else, man? You've been a great guest, man. Anything uh, else? Uh, honestly, like, just please, if you're on the internet, just pay attention to what I'm doing because. I'm about to take it to the next level. So just hit me on Twitter at Cypher Sounds. We're starting this thing, the movement. I'm bringing my positive energy, positive vibes, like creating this whole, what I call a collaborative collective. People that want to be down, if you have talent, hit me up. I used to be like annoyed with people handing me demos and all that. You still take demos? Now I take them. You still take demos? Yes. Stop taking demos, man. No, I like it now. Stop taking demos. Because yo... It, you you don't like what you're listening to right no, now. No, no, no. I don't. A lot of them are crap. Yes. Don't stop taking. But demos. the feeling you're working you, on other shit. When right you now. give the feeling you give to somebody when you say I listen to this, right. it changes their. So you but you're lying. No, I listen. no, he's not. He listens. You listen to everything. I listen. Okay. I mean, it's a lot of not it's good a, stuff. It's a lot of not good stuff. Don't that shit depress you, V? Yeah, the bad shit dep- is depressing. But I I really find joy in telling somebody I listen and they. And I give them my number and they hit me up and like, did you listen? And I'll be like, dog, it's it's okay. Yeah. I like three, track three, but nice. it's a little nice. it's a little nice. messy. You need to work more. Nice. So, so they, you're paying it forward right now. Paying it forward. That's a good way to put it. And um, there's a reality show going on right now, a hot 97 it's, morning show reality. Yeah. We have media VH1, training on Thursday. Right. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. I've already said too much in other venues. Right. But yeah, there's a Hot 97 reality... Um, sorry, it's not a reality show. Hot 97 VH1 show. Right. Scripted? It's not scripted. It's not reality in the point where it's like ratchet, right. love and hip-hop. It's reality. You're not going to be throwing no drinks on No, nah, we flex. plan... We, we, we ourselves. Right. But it's like... It's the funny thing that... It's basically like Hot 97 is the first international hip-hop radio station brand. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's just an office. It's just an at office. the end of the day when right. you work there. So I, I like, like to think that it's it's a revision of WKRP no, in a, Cincinnati. A but isn't this based on like a kind of loosely like a WKRP? I, I read it's that. Re- it's more like the it's like the office, right. but like the hip hop version. Like mm-hmm. honestly, we might come back from Summer Jam, right? We just tore it down, giant stadium, sixty thousand people. <sighs> the next day. Is Monday. Gotta start over. And Flex is like, yo, who ate all the donuts? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it don't matter. Shit. Yesterday Monday. was Summer Jam. Yeah. Today is Monday. Yeah. We back at the and y'all office. Get, y'all get tired of each other. Yes. Why is this? Why who, is who the gets, copy machine not working? Who gets on your nerves the most, man? Rosenberg. Rosenberg. He's annoying as fuck, right? He's, uh... He's annoying as fuck. No, I wouldn't say he's annoying as fuck. He's just so about Rosenberg. Right. Which is annoying. Well, when he, he he just got married, his his wife is is shining. He's got a nice his dog. Wife is shining. Yeah, like I mean, nice dog. He, Rosenberg comes in there. Let me tell you why I collar. hate Rosenberg. Let me tell you why I hate Rosenberg. Yes, he pops his collar on you. He's funny as hell. He got the underground on lock, and I tell him, be the king of the underground. And he doesn't grab it by the balls. Mm. Because if I had, like, I'm not the king. Because he's of, still too much of a fan of it. I don't know why. Right. I think he's just lazy. Right. <laughs> he likes mm. to go take naps. Mm. He gets annoyed at me for always outworking. Right. I get annoyed for him for going home and watching porn and falling asleep. Mm. <laughs> he, I don't have anything unlocked, not one thing. I like to do a lot of different things. Right. A lot of, and I have a lot of little things unlocked, but not like one thing like right. he does. Right. 
He owns. So then he own he introduced me to Action Bronson, Joey Badass, uh, 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 Our Future, all the TDE guys, but all of them before they blew up. Right. And then once it gets to our level, Flex and me, we don't even know that he blew him up and right. he gets upset about right. it. I'm like, so he's not to, claiming it. You need to own. He claims it, but he doesn't own it. It goes past his realm. Right, right. But if you own it, and they have to go through you, right, you'll be the king. Yeah. Because right now it's that time that underground is shining. Right. And he doesn't. I'm like, you should have a, a weekly underground party. You should be going to all these different states every Friday. You should be on a flight at noon. You should be in Kansas City, uh, uh, Cleveland, wherever, where they have an underground market, killing it. Killing. That's what I would do. I would you'd you'd be Diddy in it. He don't Diddy yeah. it. <laughs> you know, privilege, man. Privilege, he don't man. Diddy it, man. Yo, listen. And on the other, real yeah. quick, I don't to cut you yeah. off, but he's funny as hell. He does voices. I'm like, yo, come to this comedy world with me. Do improv. He, he, like, he, doesn't, do, he doesn't come to improv? Nah. Ever? He came a couple times. Right, right. He hosted once when I was out of town for me. But like, he he's mad funny. And it's just a waste. That's crazy. Just a way. He's cra- funnier than me. Yo. Right. That's crazy. He's funnier than me and doesn't do anything with it. That's crazy. Pisses me off. That's crazy. Let's slap him. That's crazy. <laughs> yo, man, thank you, man. Bring that back. Th- yo, th- thanks for coming to the Combat Jackson. I thought we were going to talk about Ebro. What, what, what you got to say about Ebro? No, man? no. Which, I mean, we, I mean nah, listen, nah, it's nah, like nah. Half, our, half our year last year was based on <laughs> fucking Ebro. We've had Ebro on, I mean, we, well, we've been on, Ebro, we've had Ebro on twice. Ebro's causing What happened lot. last time with Buckshot? Buckshot came and he said some things about. Buckshot came to the radio station. I didn't know there was a thing between him and Ebro. I'm like, oh, Buckshot's okay. here. He got his new sneaker. All of a sudden, they start finger getting you don't, each you other. Don't know, you don't know how that started. Yeah, now I know afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but I was like, oh, my man, Buckshot. Man. Yo, we about to interview. Oh, you got some new music? Man, you know. No, Ebro. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I was like, how'd I get in the middle of this? <laughs> Yo, man, you 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 know you in a you in a in a uh, evil empire right now. I know people, it's crazy. People are seeing y'all. As, you miss breaking records, man. Yes, definitely. And and I think that's what people are upset about. because yeah, 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 the yeah. whole thing has changed. Yes, and I definitely. I broke. Uh, Rihanna. Rihanna. Uh, she yeah. gave you that big shout out the other day. Let's not talk about me. Cypher sounds the star maker. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Rihanna. Me and Rihanna are so good right now. Right. I was very upset with her. But I also, before therapy, I wasn't communicating with her. Uh-huh. Now, we golden. What's That's up, nice. baby? Riri. Right. Uh, I tell you, what, 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 y'all, what were y'all communicating about? I was upset that she wasn't paying me my props right. for putting her on. Right. Same thing with Ross. Same thing with Khaled. Khaled. You saw the Khaled yeah. shit. That was, was that Was that thing. your fault or was that his fault? Uh, it's both. It's both fault. Okay. It's both. Right. It's definitely, I have a part in it right. all. Okay. All of it. Okay. I don't ever blame everyone else, Bob. Just saying. Um... But yeah, I, I broke Rick Ross hustling. I broke that record. Mm. I made that record what it is, gave it to Jay-Z, Rick Ross gets signed. Mm. I do miss that aspect. And you argued with Jay back in the day about actually getting Rihanna signed, right? Yes. Yeah, me and him had an argument. He was like, the song is big, she's not big. And I was like, no, I think she's a star. She's going to be... get her You other- saw her as a star before. Because when, when that record came out, I personally didn't see it as a song. No, that song was that's that upon uh the Pond replay. replay yeah. That's just an introduction song, right. a club record. Mm-hmm. Going to the studio and hearing her sing and the joints that she had on the on the album, I saw she you was saw, a star. You saw Plus I was a Caribbean nutcase, mm-hmm. so I'm seeing I I wanted her to go a little more Caribbean mm-hmm. though, but they didn't want that. But obviously, you know, they were right. right. Look, look at Rihanna now. 
But yeah, but that yeah, I was and I almost got Junior uh Damian Marley signed mm. to Jay, but um the Marley family shut it down. Rightfully so. That's their Marley family. Of course. But yeah, I, I miss breaking records. They Welcome to Jam Rock. I broke. Mm. I broke Quiet Storm. I know the records that Mob I Deep. broke. Mob Deep, Quiet Storm. I broke that in the tunnel mm. before the radio. I made that Little record. Kim version. No, before that. Mm. Way before. Prod- it was a Prodigy solo album joint. Mm. Havoc wasn't H- even was on that it. The, okay. HNIC joint? Yeah, but then they put a Mob Deep album before that, but mm. it was originally for Prodigy. Havoc wasn't even on it. If you notice, Quiet Storm, he's only on the hook. Right. Prodigy's doing all the rapping. Mm. I broke that record. And yeah, but yeah, now it's the game changed. Yo, listen, man. We play records. We Radio is not about music. It's about advertisement. Yes. And it's Say, that again. Say that one more time. The radio, the radio business, and we're not in the music business. We're in the advertising business. We make our money from advertising. Yes. And if it doesn't, Bring it, it, it listeners. It, that it's, I mean, it I doesn't don't, make it's sense. It's so simple. Right. Mm-hmm. And people get mad. I'm like, yeah, but. People are holding on to the past. There's so many other avenues now. So many more. It's, the game changed. Right. I, Spend your life trying to get on Rap Radar. Rap Radar is a good place. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sorry, do you think that there's still a, a valuable argument uh, to the idea that there aren't artists coming out of New York City that are making good music? And and that's why they don't make I shouldn't say good music or music that making making, making radio music they're not making radio music they're making good music mm-hmm. and I make and mind you how nice seven still breaks records like right. it's just not not every time slot I'm on prime time I have a list I have to follow you can't I don't do anything care. Your, your hands are tied I don't care how much you yell at me I'm not gonna lose my job over a rapper you can't do it not gonna happen mm-hmm. but yo K Slay Rosenberg Magic. Uh, uh, Wala, Young Chow, Mr. C, they all are on nighttime and break records. Why are you bothering me? Everybody wants to be on prime time. Get bitch. them hot. You got to get hot at the overnight. Bobby Trent, Bobby Trent, 12 o'clock Friday, be playing records. Get with him. When it gets hot enough, it gets to me. Right. But don't start with me. Don't start with you. I wish I could help you. Right. I'm not that guy anymore. And you don't do it anymore. Um, But yeah, a lot of New York dudes. Uh, making great records, they're not making radio records. I sat down with um, SBOE. I went to their studio, Slow Bucks and them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I listened. I said, "Yo, y'all got great music." Not one of these songs is ready for radio, and they looked at me like, "Yo, nobody ever told us that straight up." Like they show me mad love now. Yeah, appreciated that. Yo, I'm sorry, these are not radio. You got one that's close. I think you got to <laughs> fix it up, right? And then do more like that. I used to tell people all the time, man. I just need radio joints. There's a certain type of music for the radio. You got to understand who the radio listener is. If you are barking about, yo, y'all never played it, then the radio's not for you. The girls that are driving to work. My girls, mothers. And they go, oh my God, I listen to you every morning. I love you. They come out on Saturdays or they come to my comedy show. You make me laugh every morning. That's who the radio's for. For Mm -hmm. the women. Basically for the women. There's dudes too. But really, the dudes that Not every dude is turned up. Or in the streets. There's the, a lot of dudes. The age of DMX is gone. The, there's a lot of dudes with suit tides going to work listening to the radio. Niggas have no more time for that DMX shit. <laughs> that, that era is over, right? It's over. Yo, yo. For real, keep the finger guns. Put the finger guns away, y'all. Put the finger guns away. Put the, for real. Keep them in the holster. Not, yo, not in the Yo, Cypher, man. I'm not going to keep for having me. Yes, Thank sir. you for coming through. Appreciate Dallas it. Penn, man. Yes, sir. Cypher. What's going on? What? Good to meet you, brother. I appreciate your white love, man. 
Of course. The love for white. Of course, of course, white white folks for real, <laughs> and and all y'all crazy white folks out there do not fuck up this this good white shit that's been put in place over hundreds of years. White people worked hard to get to get this shit set in place. You ever heard Louis C.K. talk about that? He's like <laughs> he's like it's good to be white. Yeah, you go on a time machine, go back into any era, and they'll be like, "We have a table for you right here." Yeah, <laughs> any era. <laughs> what he said, black about? people they don't want to go past nineteen eighty. Nah. But he said, if you take that time machine to the future, oh, oh it's going to be fucked up. Really <laughs> <laughs> Yo, internets, man. It's, you know what it is, man. What are we doing next week, man? man it, it don't stop, It brother. don't stop, it right? It do not stop. Don't stop. Listen, internets, you know what it is, man. Dream those dreams and then man up and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blah. F your radio. F your radio. Numenati!